Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome everyone to the spotlight and shout out to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. As always, I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. And we have a lot to talk about today coming off of Forbidden Door, heading into WWE Money in the Bank. Plenty of professional wrestling to talk about in our creator spotlight later on in the show. We'll be joined by Brandon Williams, who wrestled Blake Christian for the GCW World Heavyweight title uh, this past weekend. Also part of New South, a great interview with Brandon. And we are sponsored by Wrestle Rumble today. We will do that. Big plug here shortly as uh, the folks trickle into the show. Steven Jensen, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Jeremy. Hope everyone's having a great Thursday. Um Man, I've been so busy. I had like overtime at work and I, I worked like 11 or 12 hours yesterday. I had to go in the office and come home and work more. And it was a, it was a long day. It was a really long day. Um, so I'm actually like, this is waking up late for me today, which is like different. I have like way more energy this morning than I normally do at this time. So I'm pretty happy for that. And also happy <clears throat> that I have some stuff I can show off on the show today as people are trickling in. This is probably a good time to show um, some, some stuff that I just recently received. So first off, very scared. So I showed this yesterday and this is for um, this will be, you know, a little segment here for the action figure collectors and that, that, that like to watch this. This is arguably the best action figure I've ever seen in my life. 
um, rivaled only maybe by what just arrived in the mail today. So have you seen this yet, Jeremy? I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw you post this on yes. Twitter. So I, I got this yesterday. This is the yeah. Cody Rhodes Ultimate. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And the way that they do these, you can actually feel. See, I can like move the... So it's in the box, but it's it's open. So you can... So, you know, okay, I can even take them out of the box and display them and put them right back in. People wouldn't even know that I ever took them out of this thing. Um, this is incredible. This is cape. This is cape drag along the entranceway there. It looks I, like haven't, I, have not, entranceway. I have not removed him from the plastic prison just yet, Jeremy. I don't know if I ever will. Um, but uh, there are additional accessories included inside. Um, but I have not seen them yet because I don't really want to open this thing. Like, this thing is perfect. Um, I have obviously all the AW Cody figures. I have one signed as well, but the, um, the Supreme is like probably the closest you can get to that. I mean, it's a, this and the Supreme are close. I could understand if people like the AW Supreme better than the Mattel ultimate, but I think the Mattel ultimate might edge it out just a little bit. Like this thing's, this thing's really, really nice. The Supreme comes with a lot of stuff too, but I also haven't seen all the accessories that's come to the fighter yet. Now that said, Jeremy, I don't think that this could be topped. But it might have been. Because what just showed up in the mail this morning, Jeremy? Oh, boy. Oh, God. Look no. at this thing. Money in the Bank loser, Logan Paul. Dude, right in time for the Money in the Bank W this weekend, PLE on Peacock. This figure is incredible, dude. The only thing that's a little bit of a bummer is, you know, there's no Pokemon card, you know, in the... Yeah, it's not real. It's not, but it's not authentic. I was just thinking about this, and this is someone we could actually probably get on the show. I've never actually thought to reach out, but I, I know him well enough through Twitter. I don't know if you know who Jeremy Padauer is, but he runs yeah. Jazzwares for the AEW figures, and they own the, the rights. I believe they still own the rights to Pokemon. So, like, I want to ask him, like, if Logan Paul was in AEW, like, could he have a Pokemon? Because, like, in that, because, like, they have the rights to those action figures, or at least did through Jazz. I think they still do. But um, but anyway, you should. Are incredible. All right, so let's get let's get Jeremy on the show, and let's ask him to create you a custom little small Pokemon card that you can slide into your Logan Paul little gimmick. That's there. the best idea ever, dude. I'm I'm full of brilliant ideas. No, I know, I know you are, Jeremy. <laughs> I I'm not discrediting that. I um. I'm going to message Jerry Padauer after this show to DM him and ask him okay. if that's actually something that's possible. Well, ask him on the show for like, like let's, we got to, you know, okay, we'll use it for content first. Okay. Yeah. That's assuming he even wants to do the show, but I think, I right. think he'll at least respond to me. I think, I think okay. if I message him, he'll, he'll at the very least either say yes or no. Yeah. I'm all go. about the, the content and our audience first, not personal favors that have, you know, that we can't, uh, <laughs> turn into content yeah, that's on this show plus if you do it on the air it feels more more of a pressure situation like oh man now i gotta deliver that's 100 percent sure yeah that, we gotta bully people on air that's fair we have to <laughs> use our little bit of power that we have to our advantage occasionally uh all right we we have a lot to discuss we will talk about logan paul and yeah, i assume oh yeah we will in the bank uh we'll do the big plug for for wrestle rumble uh, a little bit later on as more people come in and we'll we'll mention this throughout the show but this episode is sponsored by wrestle rumble ahead of money in the bank they've been great partners to us pretty much the entire year i feel like since rumble it, it's been since rumble yeah at least yeah they definitely did rumble because that was their big 
Yeah, I think that's when they started sponsoring the show. Yeah, so all year. Yeah. So all year ahead of um ahead of ba- basically all the major events in WWE and, and AEW. Forbidden Door not included because they didn't announce like all the matches until f- two days before the event. Um, but ahead of all the, the big events, Wrestle Rumble has been great partners to us. And if you and once again, they they partnered with us for Money in the Bank. And if you would like a free entry into the Money in the Bank, pick them for Wrestle Rumble. Just leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat that's all you got to do put wrestle rumble in the chat at the end of the show we'll pick three names and then steven jensen will be in contact with you or you'll have to contact steven jensen to uh get your free entry into wrestle rumble and as we've said many times on the show before we've had people who have won the contest whether it's through our show whether it's through jensen's giveaway on twitter uh we've had people place in these contests so they they've gotten their free entry and they have won money out of that it cost them nothing all they had to do was take a little bit of time to fill out the pick them so leave a wrestle rumble in the chat get a potentially get a free entry into the wrestle rumble pick them for money in the bank again we'll have a big plug uh later on in the show we'll mention this throughout the show as well as uh fans file in and check out the show today all right jensen let's let's get into it let's start with um and everything's out of order. Somebody just moved all my stuff here. All right. Here <laughs> I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. I'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they uh, they know everything. Yeah, we went with CM Punk, even though we actually don't have a lot to talk about with CM Punk other than he got an elbow drop to the dick on uh, Sunday by Kojima. <laughs> spot of the night. And, and on, a very, <laughs> on a very stacked show with incredible matches, that was the spot of the night, I think. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Kojima apologized. I love how he said, like, I don't have the technology to do this. <laughs> and I don't know if, like, he typed this in English. So I don't know if it was, like, a mistranslation from, from him. But it wasn't, like, a, a mistranslation from Google. But he's like, I don't have the technology to do that on purpose. I think it just meant, like, he didn't have the, the GPS. His GPS would not <laughs> lead him. His elbow, the point of the elbow, right into the cock of CM Punk. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What stood out to you from from Forbidden Door uh, this past weekend as New Japan and AEW put on a couple of dream matches? Well, as you said, man, Kojima might be my favorite wrestler right now. Um, I, I actually, I really did enjoy the match with him and Punk. And the th- and I'll, I'll, I'll start off by we'll talk a little bit of CM Punk real quick. Um, and I'm not going to go down like the rabbit hole that I normally do of like you know the negativity and this, this stuff. People know how I feel about about phil at this point when it comes to like pretty much everything what i will say is this if he's going to be in AEW, like this is what to do with cm punk like the reactions he's getting right now and the way he's playing into them keep doing that like that this is smart um he's going to continue to get booed most places they go i said that i said that before he returned we all knew he was going to get a pop in chicago that's obvious there's going to be some cm punk it's like pro cm punk crowds for sure in like certain areas but I think for the majority, he's going to mainly be getting booed. And of course, he's going to have his fans everywhere. Like he's, There are going to be pockets of CM Punk fans and CM Punk chants everywhere he goes. Like That's undeniable. I'm obviously not ignorant to that. I get that. But the more they can lean in, even if it's city by city, just telling Punk, like, they just have to have Punk feuding with more baby faces, I think. Really, like, you know, just, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to really act that much different. Um, just every city they go to, Similar to almost like John Cena back in the day where they would cheer him and boo him. And it was like a really mixed reaction. He would just, he would, he would just, he wouldn't, uh, this, this would be different from Cena in this sense. So Cena would just like stay 
like say the course like he wouldn't like he could get booed out of an arena but he's not gonna like he wouldn't turn on the crowd Like he'd never like stop being kind of who he was and just like kind of fought through it all for all those years and the kids always loved him and that was really like the saving grace of all of it was like all the kids love john cena no, no matter what if if CM Punk can city by city play it by ear and Tony Khan gives him that kind of freedom to just be like, listen, we don't know what the crowd's going to be like for you. Once you hear, if you're getting cheered, play up to the crowd. If you're getting booed, play up to the crowd, being a heel. You know what I mean? Like just, I, I, I would really test the waters with this thing, but I would have him heavily lean into the heel stuff because I think that really triggers a reaction. And out of people like me, out of like just casual fans, he's a, he's a great heel. On, on the show like he always had CM Punk's always been a fantastic pro wrestling heel but um so yeah I wanted to say that real quick like I, I like the the Punk and Kojima stuff and I really like Punk leaning into the heel stuff when he's getting booed I think I think it's been a lot of fun um as far as other stuff to, to highlight real quick shout out Billy Starks I'm wearing her shirt right now it was really cool seeing her and Athena on the uh on the zero hour show um Billy's gonna blow up like as far as you know She's gonna. Be, she'll she'll probably be the most famous wrestler in the world at some point in like the not so distant future. Um, Tanahashi's had a hard time moving around. I noticed that on a. Well, I mean, I've known that's been kind of going on, but I got was it was it Dynamite where he had his collision when the, he wrestled Swerve. That's right, he wrestled Swerve, yeah. and then he was like kind of falling off the ropes and stuff. He couldn't really hit the the sling blade like he normally could. He sat he sat in the ring like during the MJF vignette and stuff. I thought he was hurt. Um, but I mean, he's a legend, man. Like, I'm not going to talk any trash about Tanahashi. It's just, <clears throat> I just, I don't like seeing a guy out there struggling, but I thought his match with MJF was like pretty solid considering like the limitations for what Tanahashi, especially considering the swerve match, like I just mentioned. Um, Orange Cassidy rules. I love that whole four way, but Orange, I love Orange Cassidy as international champion. He probably, is the most credible as wild as this is, he's probably the most credible champion in AEW as far as like just the run he's gone on with this title belt. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's plenty of other stuff I can mention as well. I mean, Osprey and Omega was like, we'll elaborate on that in a second. Danielson and uh, Okada, I thought was really good too. And obviously, especially that we know Danielson broke his arm 10 minutes in, like it's. 10 minutes he, left. Not 10 sorry, minutes, 10 minutes left. left. Sorry. Yeah. 10, but that's still pretty incredible to rest yeah. in the last 10 minutes of the break. And you knew something was wrong. I mean, I know he's like, he, he, he's so good that I was like, he might be selling, but like, I don't think he is. Cause like he's whole, he was like, his arm was kind of like hanging there, you know? And I was like, he's not using his arm on like moves. He definitely would want to use his arm and stuff. And, um, but, um, I'll elaborate really quickly on this. And I want your thoughts too. So with, with, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, do you think it was one of the best matches of all time? Because that's like what kind of the Twitter no. discourse has been. Okay, but but you see, but a lot of people say that. Yeah, then, because I think it's very reactionary. But yeah, yeah. And what do you think about like the finish? Because I thought the match was fan. It was a fantastic match, of course. But like, even I was sitting there at the end, like, geez, dude, like, is Kenny like? you have to literally kill Kenny Omega to, to beat him. Like, this is like insane. The amount of times he's kicking out of these things after the screwdriver and the hidden blades and the storm breakers, like multiple of these moves, uh, his own, he kicked out at one at the one winged angel. And I know which is an incredible moment, but I mean, and they had me, they had me hooked. I thought it was over like five different times for sure. But at the same time, I was also kind of like, 
you can't like Kenny Omega can't straight up can't get pinned in a normal match ever again <laughs> in my life. You know what I mean? Like it just can't happen after right. seeing like something like that. I, I don't think it was one of the best matches of. Uh, I don't think it was the best match of all time. Okay, uh, was it one of sure? Um, in my opinion, I liked the first match at Wrestle Kingdom better. I, I to me, that's a more enjoyable match. Uh, that's just that's to me. I, I thought it was a more enjoyable match. Um, that it doesn't mean it was a, this match was bad or anything like that. I just like the first match between these two better. There was really nothing wrong with this match. The callus being ejected, coming back type of thing. Like, eh, what are we going to sure. do? But it's professional wrestling. Like, whatever. I'll forgive. I'll forgive all of that stuff. Um, King of the North said he never kicked out of the Stormbreaker. Didn't he? Didn't he kick out I of the first Stormbreaker? I he did. I thought he, yeah. Will hit it multiple times. I'm sure he covered him after the first. It was after... Like- no, yeah. it was after the screwdriver. He hit screwdriver, hidden blade, and then Stormbreaker. Yeah. And then he hit the one winged angel. That was for one. And then he did uh Tiger Driver, Hidden Blade, Stormbreaker. That was the finish. Um How do you feel about sure that, by the way? The Tiger Driver. People have been mentioning that a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, he got his foot on the rope. Okay, fair enough. Oh, that that's right. Okay, good call. His foot his yeah. foot fell on the rope pretty much. Right, right. Um okay. how did you feel about the Tiger Driver ninety one? Because like that's a big uh, talking point as well yeah i understand it's a it's a big talking point to me of uh, they were clearly comfortable doing it kenny was comfortable doing it osprey was comfortable delivering it i'm gonna trust that they they thought it was worthwhile doing i think that is the biggest thing is is this worthwhile doing in this match and to them it was i do think like it added to the match it didn't feel like it was a let's do a dangerous spot for the sake of doing a dangerous spot it felt like i gotta do whatever it takes to beat this man he's already at this point like if you're talking about in terms of like watching the match in real time not hey let's lay out the match beforehand watching the match in real time i've stabbed this man with a screwdriver i've i've hit him with a hidden blade i've hit him with a stormbreaker i've hit him with a one-winged angel he's not going down he got his foot on the rope he kicked out at one. What else do I have to do to this man? Oh, let me just drop him on his head. And th- this is how I'm going to beat this man. And then he still felt the need. Okay, well, now I need to do a hidden blade and another Stormbreaker. Like, so in terms of the match in real time, it made sense of why Osprey would want to do this. The spot made sense for the match. And so I think when when it's like that, I can forgive it of like, you know what? They didn't just do it. They didn't just do a head drop to do a head drop. Fine. Cool. Like it, it makes sense to the match. Again, the performers were comfortable with it. I'm okay with it. It's not something you see often or anything like that. I'm, I'm just going to trust the wrestlers on this. It's not something I don't want to see, you know, I want to go to a local independent show and Hey, let's bust out a tiger driver. Just do it in this when it makes no sense. Like, for the story of these two, for the magnitude of this match, for how the match was playing out, I get it. And these are two of the best in the world as well, right? Like, these are, like, you ain't going to find too many better wrestlers than Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. So if they want to do this spot, and it makes sense, and it adds to the match, which I feel it did, then I'm okay with with them doing it. That's where I'm at on yeah. it. How about you? But, no, I, I actually agree with all of that. Um, you know, I the only... You, kind of, you all you already kind of covered this point, but like the only thing that I would want not to happen is like people and this you could be you could say this about every single wrestling move to be fair and just like pro wrestling in general. 
but like i wouldn't want a kid or a um like an up-and-coming indie wrestler or something to see that and then be like i need to try that move like because i don't i think it's a good idea to do moves like that but if you're kenny omega and you're will osprey like who am i to tell you what you should and shouldn't do in a wrestling ring you know what i mean like that's i can't make that decision for you and if they felt comfortable enough to do it and just like you said you know i i'll say this i don't think the match necessarily is better because of that move but the psychology behind trying it, like you said, made sense because he'd hit him with everything, everything. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go deep into the playbook here and I'm going to hit one of these. Um, you know, uh, and King of the North says indie wrestlers need to know better at that point. No, I, I understand. And I, I, and all wrestlers, it isn't, once again, I need to make it clear. It's not just this move. Every wrestler needs to be really careful about all the moves that they're deciding to do. Like even like Billy Stark's good example. Um, you know, I love Billy. I, I think it's, I think everything she does is super entertaining, but every now and then I know, I know like there's other people that are the same way when they watch her wrestle every now and then she does some spots and she even did one in, in AEW already where she'll do like the swanton from the top onto the ring apron and she'll land like half, like she'll land on like the edge of the ring apron sometimes where like her body will really, you know, you'll really see it like kind of snap, uh, you know, bend rather. And you know, it's always like just really uncomfortable. You're just like, D- you don't have to do that. Like, ow, you're going to really hurt yourself doing that one day. But there's a lot of wrestlers who have those type of moves. And once again, who am I to tell you to not do that or to do that? Like if it, if, if you feel comfortable doing it and it's over, you know what I mean? Like, I just hope nobody gets hurt doing something dangerous. Like I never want that to happen. But once again, I'm not going to, you know what? I don't think it's a good idea for people to drive around and race cars at, you know, hundreds of miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's, I wouldn't do it, but like, who am I to say someone else can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, and I'm just glad, you know, no one got hurt or anything like that, or at least that's how it seems. But uh, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay are a different breed though. They're like two of like the legitimate best in-ring workers in the world. They really are. So it's really cool to see them do their thing, but um. And I also don't know how they expect to top this for a third one. Like, because you know that's going to happen. So, like, maybe I mean, this I, is the, the tipping point. <laughs> what are we about to see? I mean, I imagine the third one will take place at uh, All In in, yeah. in the UK. That seems to be where it could be headed uh, there. And, yeah, how how do they top this? I don't know. I don't know what kind of match they have to top this. I don't know what kind of risk they'll be willing to take to top this. And I'm going to trust that they are okay, that they are being as safe as possible with this stuff. It is not, I feel like it's really my place to tell these grown men don't do this. Okay. Like it's just, it's not my place to, to do that. If they want to cool. I do understand that, uh, King of the North says Osprey kicks out of the one way Angel and Wembley. May- and maybe that's how you do it. Like nobody's kicked out of that, or it's been however long since anybody has kicked out of it. I and- think Hangman may have. No, Did Hangman didn't, because that was the big talking point is that Hangman was might be the one to do it. And then Hangman never, never oh, did she it. kicked out of it once, I think. I think that was, the, that was the, the one, the last time. And that was yeah. many years ago. Nobody okay. in AEW has certainly done yeah, it. Um, right. So. Yeah, maybe that is how they they end up topping it. But look, if this is what they want to do, this is what they feel comfortable doing. 
I, it's not my place to be like, nope, don't do this. I do understand when it comes to fan sentiment of like, I really care about these performers. I really like these guys. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So I don't want to, it takes me out of the match when something like that happens. I completely get that. Look, that's your, your thoughts on it. I'm speaking in generality here. Uh, that's your thought on it. Like, I don't want to watch guys get dropped on their head. It makes me uncomfortable. I can't get into the match. If that's how you feel, then that's fine. That's, that's your right to feel that way. For me, it doesn't fully take me out of the match. It, it makes me cringe a little bit like, Ooh, that looks rough, but I continue on and I watch the match because that's just what it is to me. I watch the match and in the crowd reaction is also another thing of, okay, is it going to kill the crowd? Because I don't think that spot like took the crowd out of the match. I think they did have that gasp of, Ooh, wow. We really just saw that. But then they, you know, the finish was two seconds later anyway. Um, but they were still with it. Whereas like the Danielson convulsion spot that seemed to take the crowd out of the match. But now like in hindsight, and I've, I've, I've went back and I've rewatched the match, like, and Joel Pearl mentioned this um, on, on our other show in the weeds. Um, he said like the convulsion spot seemed to just basically be Danielson getting the medical attention of like, Hey, my arm is screwed up. And that's how I see it as well. Yeah, yeah, and then you communicate all of that. Like, did he need to go full on convulsion? I don't know, uh, but that was what he felt was best in the moment, and, and that's how they communicated things. But it did seem to hurt the crowd a little bit. Of like, oh man, this is very unfortunate. What's happening here? And you know that that just affected the crowd, and that is where doing something and convulsion spot and getting dropped on your head to two different things and the meaning of, of both those things, two different things. But my point is when it comes to just, does this uh, hurt the crowd? The tiger driver didn't really hurt the crowd at all. The convulsion thing kind of took the crowd out of it a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, I also agree with like that. I think the only reason he did that is because his yeah. arm was hurt and he just needed to get, he needed to talk to them real quick without drawing too much attention to what was going on with like the crowd. But, but unfortunately it kind of overshadowed everything because it was such, because obviously everyone knows Danielson's history with the concussions and his retirement and all that stuff. So on one hand, it's like in bad taste to do something like that because like you, you don't want to like, because you know, God forbid, like that ever actually happened to him, right? Like with all the history, like if we ever watched him wrestle and like he, something that really happened, like we'd feel terrible for just like watching that happen, thinking it was wrestling. Like so, there is this like fine line when it comes to Danielson specifically. Rick mm-hmm. Flair with his fake heart attack in his last match, like this yeah. was completely unnecessary. And Flair, that was a planned spot that he wanted to do right. because he thought this would, oh, this would be great for the crowd. And it's like, nah, man, we don't want to. We don't want to see that stuff. And I think the same thing with Danielson's like, we don't really want to see that stuff, but that was his call spur of the moment to try to get the referee attention. And again, was it the best choice? I don't think so, but that's what Danielson's spur of the moment had decided that he was going to do flair, different story of like, no, I planned this spot and I think this will be great for the crowd. And again, I don't want to see that. Well, I was about to give Danielson credit actually for like, even though I didn't like that because I don't like visually seeing stuff like that with knowing his history, he's smart because he is, he knows that the fans know his history. So like yeah. he had, so he immediately, like he used his, like, I don't think it's always the smartest idea to like use certain things in storyline that are personal, but like Danielson's willing to like, you know what I mean? So, um, and I think he went, he only went there once, once again, as we both said, to to just draw attention to his arm 
versus once again the hardcore wrestling fans like if, if danielson was like on the ground like doing this you know we'd all know like he was hurt you know what i mean because we all know what like throwing the x up is if you see that and then all of a sudden referees start running down to the ring you're like oh he's actually hurt um so um and I'd imagine they'll run Okada and Danielson as a rematch again sometime in the future when Danielson's healed. Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and Danielson getting win by submission. I like that too that he that he tapped him. Um, like I thought it was still a good match. It's just you you just know it could be a lot better if Danielson wasn't hurt, and that just that just is what it is. Also, of course, Final Countdown. It was really cool that they that they actually got the rights to that. Um, but I, I believe they were saying it's going to be a one-off because I think I think Tony said the Tony, cost was like an entire wrestler salary or something. Tony teased using it again during the press conference. <clears throat> he said like, "Yeah, it would. It apparently cost a ton of money." But he's like, "Could I get it again? I think I could get it again." Like he was very coy of like, "Yeah." And my original thought was they would get it for all in. You know, being at Wembley, you're using using that song at all in. That's a big moment. Now, you know, Danielson originally six to eight weeks is what his diagnosis was, like an hour after the match. Uh Brie, Brie Bella, Brie Garcia posted the the X-ray. That thing was completely broken. Now I don't know how long he's gonna be out for. Six to eight, like eight weeks would have put him like the week of all in. And now if it's longer than eight weeks, he might miss all in so hopefully he's back in time to do something for all in and you know that's up to him uh how he heals and if he feels comfortable of of his first match back being at all in and uh, you know going uh on that big stage and perform like he's brian danielson he's performed on on the biggest stages in the world so i'm sure he's fine with it but like is he going to be healthy enough to actually you know be ready for that show but yeah, final countdown having that 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 ruled, and I kind of thought that you know if Tony was going to do it, that match certainly made sense because it was such a big match. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And good on Tony Khan for doing that. I love how he how he is willing to to shell out the money for those kind of moments for the fans. Like that really that means a lot to me as a wrestling fan. He's willing to do that because he definitely doesn't have to. Like Danielson's still going to be Danielson. He's still going to be over he's still going to be one of if not if not the goat as jeremy always says i mean he's he's already a made man in wrestling history and like for so for tony to like buy the rights to that music and not just that like all like all these copyrighted songs and stuff that he's paying for like just to enhance the fan experience so i think it's i think it's badass that he's willing to do that because he definitely doesn't have to when Tony Khan can't afford to pay Drew McIntyre once he's a free agent, it's because he spent all of his money on Final Countdown for Brian Danielson, and he has no money available to pay Drew McIntyre. That'd be funny if that somehow became some sort of narrative online. McIntyre is the narrative He's a Final Countdown. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought uh, I thought Forbidden Door was a really good show. Um, and also, it was good to see Jungle Boy finally turn heel. We were all expecting that to happen. Um, I thought the match with Sonata was solid, too. Um, but good to see Jungle Boy turn. And his, his promo last night, that was pretty good. Um, he's a little rough around the edges on the microphone, but he always has been. Um, I think he'll be... I think him leaning into being a heel is going to be interesting. Him and him and Hook, I think, will be good. Uh, it'll be a good feud. They're just fighting for a title that I just don't really... Listen, I was an I was an old school ECW fan. Like I, 
know all about the history of the FGW title. Like, you know, I just, it just does nothing for me on AEW TV. And it never has, to be fair. It isn't Hook. It isn't, it's just ever since they introduced that onto AEW TV and never recognized it as a real title. I just haven't really, I've really, honestly never really cared about it in AEW. I just think it aesthetically looks cool. Like, it looks cool for Hook to carry it because his dad is synonymous with that title. But, like, um, but anyway, I think the match will be cool and the feud should should be all right, you know. Um, how do you feel about the Jack Perry heel turn? Because, you know, I feel like everyone kind of – one of the two were going to turn, and I feel like most people felt it was going to be Jungle Boy. It was necessary because he'd kind of petered as a baby face. I think that says more about the fact that, like, they couldn't do much with him as a baby face. Like, after the Christian feud, he probably should have been elevated a little bit more off of that. And then they went into – the 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 pillars thing the pillars thing was weird because they kind of healed them in that in the first place and so mm-hmm. i think that kind of blurred things where he should have been just a much more pure baby face coming out of the the christian turn and the christian feud and he just wasn't and they just never got him as a pure baby face and i think part of that is like his promo skills weren't good enough to be a super pure baby face and and that's you know on him um so i think that's sort of sort of an issue of why maybe they couldn't go full on clean cut baby face with him he does feel more natural as a heel he still does it like the promo last night i didn't think was people seemed very divided on that i thought it was okay i thought like the delivery was rough at times he still doesn't feel super confident on the mic and i think with more reps that'll come he definitely felt more comfortable as delivering a heel promo than a babyface promo and i think that's the case for for most people it's just easier to be a dick for a lot of people um so i, I do think like with more reps he'll get more confident and uh on the mic as certainly as a heel and then once he eventually turns back it, that'll translate better as a babyface like i thought the material kind of made sense for the most part outside of um Hey, I don't care about this title. It doesn't mean anything, but I know how much, like, but I still want it. But he did try to hide that of like, I know how much it means to your family. And that's why I want it from you. So he, he did good there covering for, for that. Uh, he did, you know, I don't know if he meant to say Toronto when it was not Toronto. They were in Hamilton last night. I don't know if that was good heel work or just forgot where he was at. Uh, when you're a heel, I guess you can kind of get away with that and it's okay. Um, but yeah, that, it was, I thought it was an okay promo that for his first heel promo, it wasn't too terrible. Maybe could have been better. Maybe it needed to be better because it was the first big. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Kill promo, he needed to knock it out of the park a little bit more. Not he hit like a nice double on it. Not a home run, just just a nice, nice little, nice little double. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think, you know, I can see in the near future the JAS disbanding because I think that Sammy and Jericho are going to start clashing soon, like in a like in a singles feud. And I think that that's going to lead to Anna Jay and Jungle Boy being a thing on screen for AEW, which I think is an add to Jungle Boy as well. I think there's a lot they can do with like the two of them together as a couple. Um, similar to Guevara Go- and, and, and Tay, I think that the two of them, like, they got, it's weird because they got so pigeonholed as, like, hateable because of the real life stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because everyone, and, and a lot of it's on, I mean, most of it's on Sammy, to be fair. Like, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I mean, the dude got engaged in front of all of us to somebody different. And then, like, you know, so it's like the fans, it was a weird look to the fans how all this went down. And then the way they played off of it on screen and through social media. Listen, they're in love. They clearly love the hell out of each other. Like, they, every time I see anything with the two of them, they are all yeah, over each other. couple. Listen, and good and good for them, man. Like, I know, like, that's, it's cruddy to the, to, to the, I can't, I can't remember her name because she wasn't on the show. But, you know, I think it was Pam, maybe. But it was, it was, uh, you know, but, you know, and I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be rude to her or anything. It just... I hope one day I find somebody that I'm that into, like the two of these two are into each other, you know, like it's, I'm happy that they're so happy, but it was a cruddy situation that we all saw this terrible thing happen to this other woman in front of all of us. Um, but at this, at, at that same time on the show, like it really, it really made them hateable to a lot of fans. And I think, and there's also other stuff with Sammy that, that he had to overcome outside of wrestling as well <clears throat> that, you know, I understand why people might still not like him for those things as well, too. I, I get there's a lot of things about Sammy Guevara that, that, have, that have pigeonholed him as unlikable. But at the same time, just throwing I'm just once again keeping it real like him in the ring. He's a fantastic in-ring professional wrestler. Like he's really, really, really good. And I do think he needs to be Chris Jericho one on one in their feud for them to like finally pay off basically like four years of building Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. I mean, like the two of them have been linked since the first episode of dynamite sammy needs to beat him for this to all be worth it i feel like for for how long he's been like the understudy of chris jericho at this point um and i think that sammy could be a really really good baby face like i really do but he, he's got a lot to overcome with the fans i think um so it's one of those things where i could even see like jungle boy you, they either need to at some point they need to do jungle boy versus sammy one-on-one with Sammy as a babyface, Jungle Boy as a heel, and then you have Tay and, and Anna Jay who are best friends on opposite sides, or you just have them as a as a heel group, all four of them. I, I think uh, it's something that you can do as well, but um, I, I want, I, this is all to say, I think that Anna Jay and Jungle Boy should be on, like an on-screen couple in AEW. I think it'd be beneficial to both of them for them to be together on, on the show. I think we're probably headed there sooner rather than later. I mean, Jungle Boy mentioned her. Uh, mm-hmm. Last night, I know a lot of people are upset that uh called her a bitch. He Hottest bitch in the company, whatever you called her. Yeah. Yes, that's 
Yes, that is what he uh, he said. I'm going to assume Anna Jay like, approved that line, and he didn't just go out there and be like, I'm banging the hottest bitch in the company. I'm, I would hope I, that he ran that by her. I would hope so, too. But, I mean, at the same time, like, clearly he's just trying. Like, he's he, it's the first time he's been a heel probably in his career. I can't remember him being, like, a heel on the indies previous to this. So, yeah. like, I think he's just doing anything he can to, like, trigger – he, I think so too. You know, yeah. And um, and part of that too is coming out and saying, that's the last time you're hearing Tarzan boy. You know what I mean? Like, so he's just anything he can do to become unlikable. And I think it's easy to like somebody who goes out there and calls his girlfriend, especially when we all know who she is and we like her, you know, go out there and call, just say like she's just some bitch, you know, that, that you're banging or whatever. That that's a really easy way to get people to hate you. Um yeah. you know, but hey, if he didn't approve that, that's a dick move. I will say that for sure um yeah it is it is an easy way to to get heat to do that and again a lot of people there's a big difference between like doing that and getting heat and that is like oh i don't like this guy i want to see him get punched in the face and turning off a portion of your audience because it comes across a little misogynistic so that's where i did see people of just like nope this is not for me like i just i can't do it and that's where it's just maybe like maybe just don't don't say that word even if it gets you heat just just call her a chick like just banging the hottest chick backstage uh and then that's yeah and like then you still get your point across without using uh such a derogatory term towards women so no, i get it but i also think he was trying to invoke like the reaction that's happening right now you know what i mean like i think i think he did i mean but i get it there there's a difference between like people being like screw that i don't even want to watch this because this is like this is offensive to me versus like i want to but also what they want to do is they want to lead people to want to see him get his ass kicked. You know, yeah. and I think that's a good way to do that too, to like actually piss people off. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I, I get it. I get what you're saying though. I just know a lot of, uh, a lot of people were upset uh, over that. I saw, and it was a, you know, it came from the women and I'm going to trust what, what they have to say on this. If they were turned off by using these terms, I get it completely do um we we do have uh uh anything else real quickly from from like forbidden door or even dynamite last night that, that you want to touch on uh sting still rules um the Man. the forbidden door match was was rough all right i'll admit that you know, like especially they were, they were putting in a bad spot having to be between omega and osprey yeah. and, and danielson and okada but um last night because during that pay-per-view sam once again, this isn't on Sammy Guevara, but when he did that 6.30 off the top through the through the table, it was pretty clear Sting was trying to get out of the way. It just wasn't quick enough, and Sammy just crashed right through him. So then Sting gave him the receipt last night and like barely made the jump, but man, but he made it. Dude, Sting, man, I love Sting. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, I want to throw that out there too. Like that was that was that was cool. And he made Jericho tap to the to the uh scorpion deathlock last night didn't he i that was another aw tony khan i love y'all you're my favorite okay and your damn show is at 10 so i can flip over to always sunny i'm over here like trying to get always sunny ready on my other screen and like trying to pay attention to the end of dynamite because y'all doing overruns now um by the way did you do you, do you watch always sunny or no i know you've seen it i but... the, i do watch it but like have i watched the latest season no dude last night's episode have you seen breaking bad yeah Okay, last night's episode, I'm going to spoil this a little bit for people, but last night's episode, dude, this is going to be real quick because it's so off topic. They had Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul on the show last night on oh, Always nice. Sunny. Well, it was a known thing. They were advertised for this season. Okay. Everyone knew they were going to be on something. And the plot of it is 
the gang is trying because you know how the two of them have their own like uh like alcohol company they have like their own like liquor or whatever the two of them are trying to get them like the gang is trying to get them to endorse like alcohol to like use at their bar like a branded alcohol Mm. and they only know brian cranston from malcolm in the middle like they don't know what they they don't know they, they make no reference at all to breaking bad the entire episode and the funniest thing is that they think Aaron Paul is Malcolm the entire time. <laughs> like, like they think they think that Aaron Paul, like Jesse from Breaking Bad, is because they don't know Breaking Bad. They only know Malcolm in the middle. So anyway, that that's what's competing with dynamite with my my, my 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 time with dynamite is like getting in on the beginning of episodes for these kind of shows and dynamite ending. So Tony, please end the show on time. So I can see. Wait, hey, once always sunny season's over in like four more weeks or whatever, run dynamite. Just get a DVR, Jensen. Can you just uh, take two shows at once? Uh, it's 2023. Figure this out. Anyways, whatever. We can move on to the super chats. <laughs> uh, we have one um, from, from D-Lo Diggs. Says, if you have to compare the story career modes, which one do you think is better? Teenage Impact or AW Fight Forever? Have you played Fight Forever? Jensen? I haven't. I, I, was probably da- I was probably downloaded today. The only reason I haven't pre-ordered or played it, and I'm glad that I waited, is because I wanted to get it for the Switch. And... Um, I watched some reviews and there is like a frame rate difference, which I expected there to be yeah. a little bit of a difference, but there is something that, and I, they, they'll probably patch it. I'd imagine quickly, but like on the switch version, like occasional, actually fairly often the screen almost like freezes for like a, like a microsecond, like, but it's noticeable enough where I'm like, and it apparently doesn't happen on the Xbox because it runs at like twice the frame rate than the, the switch does i wanted it for the switch though because i love playing video games off of my switch and I, lo- I love the idea of like the portability of like you know having it with me and stuff but like um yeah so i, I waited i'm gonna get it for the xbox one instead of the switch um be the frame rate thing so i'm gonna i'll probably download it today but dude it looks like a lot of fun i can't imagine playing like a, a sports game like this on on the switch like i tried playing nba 2k on the switch and it's just it's not very fun, especially after you, you have played it on like a console. And Fight Forever is way more like bare bones than than like a 2K game. Yeah. Even like WWE 2K. Yeah, I can't imagine playing like WWE 2K. Well, because those games, Switch. apparently they're like unplayable on the Switch. Like the yeah, 2K believe- games, like the port of them, like you can't even, like it just runs super slow and stuff. And um, But th- but part of it too, to be fair, was like my, mystal- my nostalgia of like, no mercy and wrestlemania 2000 and revenge and wcw nw world tour and like those were all on the nintendo 64 so i was like if i can get this game for the nintendo switch that feels even more like an extension to me you know of like the old school that i love so much but like i also don't want to play a game that has like bugs or issues like i'd rather just play the better version of it on the xbox so i'm just gonna do that right and of course the 64 was also a console not a portable gimmick unless your uh dad who could use a portable n64 um as far as the the career modes go i think they are i think impact has the better like overall story as far as like start to finish they're very much the same in that like you're probably going to play through once and then you got it and then you're not going to play it again and and whereas you know if you, you know wwe has their um has is there like Rey Mysterio career mode or whatever we play through his famous matches? I guess this year it's Sean Cena. Uh, or they have like universe mode, which is more like sandbox, and of course they have like GM. When it, yeah, when it comes to the story of both of those, I liked Impacts better because like there was a story start to finish. It was a little convoluted, but you know it's 
wrestling. What are you going to do? Uh, whereas the, the fight forever road to the elite thing, it's not as convoluted. There's just stuff that just like, it doesn't matter. And, and that, especially if you are, we, we talked about this, uh, Mike Charles was on in the weeds yesterday and we did a, a big kind of big review of that. So everybody can, can listen to that. I don't want to rehash a lot. Um, but yeah, you'll probably play through the fight forever career mode twice. You'll play with like your favorite wrestler and then you'll play with a created person. And once you've played through those two times, you're probably not going to play it too much again, no. career mode wise. Well, I'm hoping, I'm just really hoping the online is solid because that, um, that's going to kind of make or break the, this thing because the core gameplay is very good and will kind of keep you playing and playing and playing. Um, but if you don't play online and if you don't have, if you're not going to like do a lot of couch play, if you don't have friends to come over to play it, then it's going to kind of live or die with the online, just playing with your friends uh, in that way. Because if you were just kind of like a solo player, like I largely am, the gameplay is good. But after you've played it for a couple of hours, it's like, okay, I, I need just a little bit more depth. It's all of this. I've heard that even on like the elite setting, the computer is like pretty easy. Like once you know what you're yeah. doing, um, especially on like ladder matches and stuff. So like, but my thing is my brother comes over often and like, we'll play versus each other or like as a tag team together and stuff so like i'll have someone to play with and then on but online is the make or break for me because that's why i stopped buying the 2k games probably like three or four uh years ago or whatever is because that ha you know I i've played enough WWE 2k games to like i've, I've like i'm kind of over it because i've played so many of them for so long but i always the online is what if they have good online i'll play it for a long time but the problem with the 2K online, and I don't know if it's still like this or not, but they made it to where, like, you had, like, reversal, like, a certain amount of reversals you can do for each wrestler per match. And you could basically just get really good at figuring out. I, I could figure out how to spam moves really quickly to get people to use their reversals on me. And then I would just hit them with everything. You know what I mean? It was it was more a game of, like, getting people to, to, to run out of their reversals doing cheap shit. And then... And then just like spamming the best moves you could until they had another reversal to get. And it just, it just wasn't fun. And, you know, and, and a lot of the time, if I'd play a tag team match or a multi-person match, it would lag out or like, I couldn't even get into a game and stuff like that. Like if me and my brother can play tag team matches, like online against people on fight forever, I'll play this game for years. If we can play stadium stampede, like they're talking about with like 30 people, like if that's like a real thing that they're going to do. Man, they, it can't even get more than four people on the screen right now. So I don't know. Yeah. Like you can't even do like trios matches in this thing. That, that's an yeah. AW standard. Like they, the most you can get on screen is four. You can do four way matches. You can do tag matches, but there's nothing more than like in the battle Royals. It's only four people at right. a time. So I, I, I hope they do a stadium stampede with a bunch of people. That feels like, it's a ways away. Yeah, I, 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 that makes sense. And also, um, like I've, uh, what was it with the gameplay? Oh yeah. I, I had heard that like, there are some matches that you can play in, in the story mode that aren't available just like to choose an exhibition too, which is like strange. You do so, have to play through the story mode to like unlock certain things um, okay well that's fair maybe maybe the yeah. people that i saw reviewing it hadn't gotten that far yet that's that's possible but anyway um and then as far as like the impact game i'll just quickly touch and say i, n I never actually played it but like graphically i remember it looking really impressive when it came out but like and also of course suicide the 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 wrestler the yeah. character came out of that game so like 
at the very least, you know, there was something memorable and innovative about that game that they actually, it was an, it's an innovative idea to, in an interesting marketing strategy to introduce a wrestler on screen that you would only know the, the origins of if you played him as, you know, in the video game, you would have been introduced to him. Then he, he came from the video game onto the show, which is actually a pretty, like, like I would have marked out for that if like Aki Man, or like THQ Man from like, you know, the old N64 games popped up on like WCW TV. I'd be like, that's Aquaman. You know what I mean? I'd be like, what? what? You know, like, I, I know who he was, you know? So um, anyway, that, that's kind of my thoughts on on the video games, I guess. So, you know, but I, I'm looking forward to playing Fight Forever. I'll probably play it tonight. Uh, Shaitan Spire says, what I like about the Jungle Boy promos, I got lots of heat and no what chance I've heard Dom cut like 30 worst promos. But if it gets heat, uh, I mean, they don't really yeah. do the what chance in in uh in aw anyway so I, I wouldn't expect that it definitely got heat he he did get some chance uh got like the you know you effed up and hook's gonna kill you type of things and he even addressed those chants as well i thought that actually showed like good poise that he kind of worked through those type of chants and then addressed them in a in a in an organic way of not just like hey uh you know shut up whatever like he addressed them in a more organic way so hey like there was some parts that it didn't hit like just how confident his delivery was and some, some stumbles and everything. And there were some parts that I like. That's what I said. It was a nice double. He had a nice stand up double last night and there's always room for improvement after, after you hit a double. So, and then he may have, he, you know, we got the, he still went home when he dove head first into the car, which was a uh, tremendous. And so that was him, him sliding home hook, knocked him in for the RBI. So overall it was a good segment. I thought. Yeah uh guys again this episode uh, we move on from from aw we yeah, will hit wb sure. here in a second but i wanted to mention that this episode is sponsored by wrestle rumble leave a wrestle rumble in the chat and that will get you entered into our little raffle here in about a half hour um that'll get you entered into our raffle where you could potentially win a free entry into the wrestle rumble pick em for money in the bank again all you've got to do oh my god what is happening whoa oh sean whoa, what's up dude the wrong so, show yeah, this is the wrong what's show. up how's the uk man i can barely hear you can you hear me yeah oh wow uh there's just one thing i want to say i don't know what river this is but we have this river at home it's called the ohio river ain't nothing special about the uk nothing special just bring more wrestling to lexington and cincinnati we have this river there we don't need it uh, i don't have eggs right now I did eat eggs this morning, Jeremy. It is important that you know that. Uh, I'm not going to call in tomorrow because I'll be I'll be working at 3 a.m. Eastern. I'll be working doing this junket. But um, subscribe to Fightful Select so I won't go poor, you guys. <laughs> there we go. Didn't you, bring Sean. the eggs. What a coward. Uh, not, not showing up on In the Weeds at all this week. Act like he's doing something better with his time than coming to In the Weeds so he crashes this show hmm. instead. I appreciate the appearance. Appreciate eh, I don't. Sean, if you're watching, we need spotlight merch still. Still need the spotlight merch. My whole family will buy it. Well, at least we'll get, a, we'll get a few sales. Let it, let me know in the chat, y'all. Would anyone in this chat buy spotlight merchandise? Like, even just like a spotlight t-shirt? Oh, he's still here. Actually, I ain't done it all. Hold on. Hold oh. on. Just What just happened? How, you just how do I do this? Over. Am I the only one here now? Yeah. How did yes. I mess this up? Let's see. How do I switch my camera? I don't what know. Are you doing? Either way, Jeremy, this is called the Lambeth Bridge. 
It's almost your name. <laughs> Why are we getting a close-up of Sean's nose here? It's it's Lambeth Bridge. It's almost Jeremy Lambeth. <laughs> He's very pleased. What's the name of it, Jeremy? Bye. And now it's just me on screen. Jeez, no one needs that. There we go. <laughs> what in the world? He's... The UK has uh... changed this man. <laughs> changed this man completely. Um, guys, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. I'm not acknowledging this thing at all. Leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Uh, and and get, get your entry into the raffle that we will do for a potential entry, a free entry into Wrestle Rumble, where the top prize is $500. Uh, and then there are prizes beneath that as well. I think the second place and third place are $100. And then there's a fourth and fifth place, where which are mystery prizes. So yeah, top five people do win prizes from Wrestle Rumble. And all you got to do, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat, and you can be entered into the raffle. All right, there we go. Yeah, jet lag made him delirious. Mm-hmm. That- sounds about right um this would actually be a good idea for a spot if we just had like it was based on like cody's neck tattoo that actually that's actually a good idea oh i thought i didn't understand the yeah i thought you meant like if it physically tore off his tattoo somehow i read that totally wrong okay (laughs) yeah it was like yeah buy a shirt that like if you took it off it like took the tattoo off of his neck um what how is it is impossible it is impossible yes explain this thinking you know how like you like remove like a temporary tattoo, uh-huh. with, like a rag or something. There's a lot of people uh-huh. who don't like who don't like Cody's tattoo. So like we sold T-shirts that you like remove a tattoo. We sold a T-shirt it's that doubled it's as a tattoo remover. I read the comment wrong, and my mind Do went you know totally wrong. The totally Do you wrong. Know? Remember the Sham Wow? Remember the Sham Wow, Jeremy? How it could like kind of like clean up anything? Maybe there's something. Do you know how much tattoo removal like costs? Like laser tattoo. Yeah. Well, no. It's. I'm sure it's very expensive. I've. I've I've seen it's gotten a lot better. uh, We're gonna sell a T-shirt that does that for twenty-five dollars. It it doesn't make any sense. I read the comment (laughs) wrong, and my mind went like, "Where? What's this talk? What's this guy talking about?" Um. (laughs) Yes. If we had a spotlight shirt that ripped off Cody's neck, if, if it looked like the neck tattoo of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, do you know how many people would buy that t-shirt and then like go to like a live event and then they would try to get next to coat and they would like take our shirt and like try to like rub it against his neck to slowly remove his tattoo this is actually great marketing honestly uh the first ever the first ever t-shirt that removes tattoos i love this let's get on the technology for this does does kojima have this technology that's what i want to know it maybe I don't know how ripped off his. I just read it as ripped off his tattoo, like ripping it, like ripped off, not like stolen from or like copied. Um, that's how I. That's just how I read it when I initially read it. That was my mistake. Um, and I appreciate the super chat. We or not the super chat, just the chat in general. And I do think that. Uh, I mean, I don't know how how lenient we can be with like the design, like how. Yeah, probably not. We've. Uh... <laughs> We did a point to the sign design, and that one got us in trouble with certain people. Yeah, so, we have a pretty cool logo, just like with like the spotlight, like the yeah. spotlight on fight. I like the little yeah. spotlight logo. Um, we it's can maybe get a shirt that's like you know address your enemies or something like that, like on the front. That'd be good. That'd be kind of good. That'd be a good, yeah. dude. Y'all have booty pro wrestling shirts. We don't have spotlight shirts. Like, come on, come on. Like, I own a booty pro wrestling shirt. We don't have spotlight shirts. 
it's like the only one that ever sold and it only sold because you want a contest it was free so, it was yeah. free anyway to be fair y'all gave me the option of any free shirt off of the website when i won that and i still took yeah. the booty pro the booty pro wrestling <laughs> shirt so uh let's get into our wwe spotlight i need to finish the story in the wwe the story never finishes i was gonna start with this super chat yeah because cody centric yeah. on all ria said cody's momentum had stalled is this the feeling backstage like wyatt returns and costs him the brock match he stops being one of two wrestling's biggest stars after a wyatt feud Okay, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna just all right. The Annie B, who any mods in here that can just go ahead and I appreciate the super chat. Let's go ahead and ban Annie B from. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, dude. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A I'm Cody kidding. Rhodes Bray Wyatt feud is basically my dream feud. I this is this the feud so much. that I want. You get Pharaoh involved. Ratings draw. Pharaoh gets involved in this mm. as well. Don't this is the feud Pharaoh. I want Wyatt will bury Pharaoh. Like it, everything will be he'll turn, he'll turn Pharaoh into a cat. It'd be tremendous. Oh my god. <laughs> Pharaoh can feud with Rambling Rabbit or something. Oh, that's good. Pharaoh can eat that's Rambling Rabbit. Rambling Rabbit always dies. Oh, that's so Pharaoh, right. like eating Rambling Rabbit, that'd be good. Pharaoh versus Mercy the Buzzard or, or Huskus oh. the Pig. Ooh. Now you're talking, Jensen. Now Look I'm at talking. this. This is great. Annie, I'm kidding about the banning, of course. I, I really appreciate the super chat. Like, really, really do. Um, yeah, I just I'm not a I'm not a Bray Wyatt fan. Let me let me say this, Jensen. Undeniable fact that I'm about to present to you. First off, Annie says, I, I love Cody too. I'm so sure they're going to mess it up. Yeah, I get you, that. I get that. That's fair. You can't mess up a Bray Wyatt if you no Bray Wyatt if you has ever been messed up. Undeniable fact. Here we go. Who was the last person to feud with Bray Wyatt, Stephen Jensen? Who was the last person? Was it? Uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Look how over this man is. Would he be this over without the Bray Wyatt feud? Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. He'd, be, he'd be more nah. over. I. Nah. There, there's a there's a chance I might actually like the guy if that never happened. I thought that that feud and that match were so ass that like. It was, but what I will, what I'll give credit to LA Knight for, we talked about it on the show after it happened. If y'all go back and you watch, I can't remember if it was like Raw or SmackDown, pretty much right after that Mountain Dew match, he, like, they asked him backstage about it in an interview. Like, I can't, whoever the interviewer was, I can't remember, but they asked him, they're like, asked him specifically about that match. And his response was basically like, pretending like it never happened. What are you talking about? Yeah. And just like moved on. He just like, he just like, let's just never talk about that again. And just moved on. It was a traumatizing um, experience for him. He didn't want it to happen, but it, it was a smart way of dealing with it. That was just like, yo, that was stupid. Let's never mention that again. Let's move on. You know? Um, so I give him credit for that. And I give him, dude, I give him credit for being over. Like I, and I, I even though I don't, even though I don't get it, like I don't, you know, I, I watched part of his interview with Chris Van Vliet recently. And obviously, I like Chris a lot. I think he's great. You know, I just, you know, and I, I, I'm trying to give LA Knight more benefit of the doubt. And I'm like listening to his interviews and stuff. And like, he's a likable guy. Like, I, I it's not like I, you know, I, I respect the grind. He's been at this for a long time. And like, it sounded like he thought he was about to get fired or something too, right before he started getting these, these pops and stuff. And 
I, I'm I'm never I, I'm I'm trying to make this so clear. I'm never the type of person to advocate people like losing their jobs. I never once said like LA Knight shouldn't work for the WWE or like whatever. I just I just don't understand how he's so over being so generic is how I feel about it. Um, yeah, but that's all. It, but you know, but I, that's not to say you, he can be your favorite wrestler. He's there's clearly people who love him. So you know, good for him. I'm I'm happy for him that he's doing so well. I just, I don't get it. And I feel like Vince probably doesn't get it. And like Triple H may or may not get it, but like he's, he's, he's getting oh, himself Triple over. H gets it. Yeah, Triple how? H gets it. Tri- Triple H was the one who hired this man to put him in, in, in NXT. And a lot of people. Well, yeah, he hires him because he understands the, the value and thinks they are valuable. Vince definitely doesn't get it because he repackaged him as a manager and right. was just like, you're Max Dupree now. And that's when LA Knight thought he was about to, to get fired. He that's thought he fair. was unofficially fired before all of this. I mean, Triple H definitely gets it. Otherwise, like, why? I mean, Triple H loved just hiring guys who were kind of over on the independent scene right. um, it, for NXT. But I think Triple H does get it. Vince, no. Um, why are you such a hater of LA Knight? It's so sad. It's I don't, so sad. I'm honestly. not even like I'm not even like mean about it. I just don't get it. I'm sure there's people like that for y'all too. Like I'm sure there's people out there that like. Oh, here's a good example. There's probably a lot of people that it's like that for Cody. I guarantee you, there's people that are like, why? Like they, they just the you know, that don't think Cody's that great. Like, but there's other people that think he's the best wrestler in the world. I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Like I don't, I don't really don't know how to explain it. Um. I mean, I have explained it, but I, but I, but it doesn't. It doesn't like uh, brutal titties. Says uh, Roderick Strong is generic. MJF said so. I it was I agree. I think Roderick Strong is very generic, but he's really, really, really good in the ring. Like his his matches are great. That's the difference. Like LA Knight to me, like his his promos sound very over the top. Well, but but it's I guess it's professional wrestling, wrestling Jason. But it but it's like it's I feel like he's cosplaying of like it, it's it's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. Like I because once again his catchphrase just being yeah in his own name is not or it's not that's nothing. His promos are usually nothing. He's just saying he's saying a whole lot of nothing. Did you really did you like, really over the top? Did you like Mr. Kennedy? Did you get Mr. No. Kennedy? I didn't like Mr. Kennedy. And I thought, and I thought that was like double stamped once he went to Impact as Mr. Anderson and like well, flopped yeah. there too. Yeah. Okay, because Mr. Kennedy very similar. Um, yeah, not great in the ring. His own catchphrase was his name. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I was, I was, I didn't think Mr. Kennedy was good either. Though the only I was, uh, I wasn't big on Mr. Kennedy either. Young me was not, uh, was not a big Mr. Kennedy fan i haven't gone, re- but, gone back and rewatched. but i remember back then dudes like steve austin were like endorsing him like they were yeah. like this is like the next me you know and they're saying the same thing about la night the just, simple just, stuff like, let's let's be honest about this jensen the simple stuff is what connects with the majority of these wrestling fans because we are all simple people yeah. at heart one sure. of the biggest songs of all time is called simple man we are all simple men at heart and we love just words we can repeat one words yeah we love we love saying just names we love the 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 have love sure. dog response yes to all of this Bell Britt, baker, Britt baker comes out Britt baker oh dmd everybody, everybody adam cole I, I get boom baby we love yep. just the one words and the name response we love that stuff yeah la knights tapped into that 
Why are you such a hater? Everyone you just mentioned can wrestle, though. Like, LA Knight's not good in the ring. Like, that's a big part of this, too. Like, his matches aren't good. So, like, I'm dealing with this guy who, like, is just saying a whole lot of nothing, just just a whole lot of over-the-top nothing. His catchphrase is his own name and yeah. And then when the bell rings, I can't name one match that I'd say Cameron go Grimes. out of your way. Once again, that was the one thing that we said last <laughs> week. Because you, you probably, yeah, you, you're like, yeah, Cameron Grimes. The dude's been wrestling for, like, 20 years. Okay, there was just, like, one Cameron Grimes match in NXT that I kind of remember seeing. You know, like... <laughs> You can't name one NWA match of his, one Impact match of his, nothing from the Indies, nothing from, even. I think he was part of Global Force. He was part of NXT before all of that at one point as well. And now he's back in WWE. I can name his match with Brian. And by the way, not only can I not name any good matches of his, I can specifically point to the worst match I've seen in a long time, which was him versus Bray Wyatt. Like he's been a part of the worst match I've seen in a long time. So... That's that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I feel like I have actual reasons for this. But at the same time, like, if that's what you're about and you love the dude and you love low-hanging fruit and just, you like, you like, if you like the bell ringing in your mouth salivating like Pavlov's dog, if you want to be compared to Pavlov's dogs like Jeremy just compared y'all to, then <laughs> LA Knight is probably for you. Yeah. Yeah. LA Knight rules. I can't wait for him to win money in the bank it's gonna happen no let's just talk about it now he's definitely not winning money in the bank this man is winning all right let's i want to discuss this i want to discuss this logan paul is going to you think logan paul is going to win i agree with child cities i should mute him uh you think logan paul is gonna win and i assume you think he's gonna win and i've seen this point from a lot of people so i understand the talking point He's going to have this briefcase on impulsive. He's going to yep. take this to Jake Paul's fight against Nate Diaz in a couple of weeks. That's in like August. That's all months. Uh, he's going to take it to the Nate Diaz fight. and He's going to hold the briefcase out there. And it's going to be great for WWE. Uh, the NNA, in the age, why do why I you love Logan Paul? Paul he's the That's biggest Logan Paul mark this is a, in the world. This is a WWE ultimate just came in the mail today. Um, I haven't even looked yet. It literally came out today. I bet you this thing is going online for probably like three to five hundred minimum, probably right probably. now. Ooh, ooh, look yeah. at that. Low, low gang, baby. Low gang. Um, I actually so here's the thing. But with the Logan Paul stuff, super unlikable guy in real life for a lot of reasons. I get all that crypto zoo and uh, a lot of a lot of stuff he's done. Listen, I've I've known about Logan Paul for a long time. I actually met Logan Paul before. He's actually very nice to me. That's part of the reason I cheer for him. He's very in, in person, he was very, very nice to me. Now this that's is all sick. LA Knight needs to do. You need to meet LA Knight. And he's like, Steven Jensen, love you. Yeah. And then it's possible. Dude, I'm telling you, I've even said it, dude. There, it's very possible one day I run into CM Punk and I go up and I shake his hand and he's the nicest guy in the world. And I'm just like, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Because you you can change your opinion. If you're really nice to me, even if I feel if I've heard you're addicted to other people, I'm not gonna maybe I'll remember that. I'll be like, this person said they that you were nice to them, but Honestly, sometimes that goes a long way for me. Like, if you're really nice to me in person, I'm like, I don't know if these other people are crazy or if I'm crazy, but like, this dude really nice to me. You know, like, so that's how I feel about Logan Paul in a lot of ways. Let let this be a lesson to everybody out there. You can buy people with kindness. You think you need money? No. Just be kind to people and people will like you. Don't be a dick to people. It's that simple. Which which is pretty pretty easy pretty fair you know yeah and when i met logan it was really brief i actually met him at a, at a ufc event in vegas and uh he was walking by and no one else was really around him he was just there as like a fan he wasn't even fighting or anything and i literally just walked up to him and i was like 
hey man i think i i think you beat uh, ksi in both those fights and he turned to me and he was like thanks bro like i think i won too and like he put it he put his he put his fist out and i, I fist bumped him and then like i was just, like me and him walked side by side like around the arena and just like talked about fighting for a minute and then after like three minutes like girls realized he was there and he got swarmed for selfies and like it looked like i was in his crew and i just kind of like backed out of there oh you um, should have played that up I, you should have acted like a bodyguard well because and... i could have eventually been like i don't know this guy and that would have been really oh no, no when they asked you when they're like do you know like yeah we're we're great <laughs> friends like you know we i was at the ksi fight i thought he won those fights jensen you could have you, you could have had but, a good night i know he i'm not i'm not like that where i'm gonna like pretend like i'm actually friend i just went up and met the dude you know but like anyway cyclops is better than wolverine i always appreciate super chats in here or are you just chats and i always call them super chats you're chatting here um bias journalism just be nice to him he's giving praises dude I, yeah and sometimes that's true i'm gonna be honest sometimes it is true there are definitely people we've interviewed and stuff that like you know i might cover more because like we did interviews with them they were super cool and i'm like i want to promote this person more i mean that's i feel like that's pretty fair right like doing good business with, with nice people. And then you're like, damn, they had a really good match. I'm going to tweet about it because they were really nice to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I try not to be biased. For, I, I understand. But here's the other thing too, Cyclops. And I, I know you're joking when you say it. I'm not a wrestling journalist. That's the big difference between me and like others is like, I'm not. I'm just, I literally, I, I give my opinion on wrestling once a week with Jeremy here. I do it once a week on the weekender for Fightful Select. And it's just my own opinions on this stuff. And I interview some wrestlers and promoters or whatever right, for this show. But that's, I'm not like covering wrestling. I'm not reporting on wrestling. So I'm just giving you my own opinion. So like if I had a good personal experience with the wrestler and I want to say nice things about him, that's just kind of like, this is my opinion on it, which is all I'm doing at the end of the day, kind of across the board. So um, anyways, this is kind of how I feel about it. And I think Logan Paul won money in the bank. And I think if Seth Rollins is still the champion at some point soon, I think Logan might beat Seth for that title, but I don't see him beating anyone else. Like I don't see him beating Roman. I don't see him beating Cody. I don't see him beating anyone else for any of these titles, but if Seth still has it, I can see him beating. I can see him beating Seth because of their history. One Cody's not champion. So no, I know, but I'm saying if Cody became the champion, uh, either (laughs) champion. I'm just going to keep showing action figures today. Anytime that... Guess is, that figure? yeah. <laughs> is that a championship? Is that a championship? Guess whose action like, figures I don't have, Jeremy. <laughs> it's like trolling <laughs> with yeah. this Cody stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jensen. You no, it's okay. it's okay. Um, We're already like a few months past WrestleMania, you know? I would hope you're month. over it at this point. I mean, no, I saw a man here about Sol Sokoa's film hitting Cody's neck and stuff. But, <laughs> um, no, it's cool. I think about it all the time. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, we just got to make it till next WrestleMania is all. So just got to keep all. pushing. We, got, we only got another, what, like seven months or something? So, yeah. Um, when it comes to Logan and winning, okay, he's going to take the briefcase all over the place and like, oh, this is great for WWE. It's great, easy publicity and everything. Does this translate to like actual viewership and, and money? I'm, I'm a serious question. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. like ha- actually has an answer to this, but you know, they, yeah, this is why they say like, oh, they have the big WWE title and they'll never change it because it's the big logo and they send it all the sports teams and the sports teams hope it uh, uh, hold it up. And it's like, oh, this is just great publicity for WWE. I'm sure it is. 
but does it actually lead to like new viewers and does it actually lead to like more money for WWE? Just, just an honest question of does this stuff actually translate or, or does good storytelling and, you know, logical things translate better? Like, you know, the crowd, the people who are actually reacting now, like LA Knight, he's getting the reaction is LA Knight make more sense because he's already getting big reactions. Okay. Maybe he's not going to be on a, a impulsive, which does like a million views every single week with the briefcase yeah. there, but he's already getting the big reactions from the fans now. And they're going to continue to react. And if you just tell a good story with LA Knight, is that better business for WWE? Yeah. I, Honest question. No, no, no. Uh, I, no honestly, no honest answer. Like, no, like Logan Paul does one video jumping off the ropes, doing a selfie, and it's gets more social media hits in one night than LA Knight. Has but does had this mean anything? Combined. It gets more eyes on WWE. Yes. yes. Like, oh, it's like, oh, this casual person just scrolling their timeline sees it. But do they just scroll and move on? And it's like, oh, who cares? It brings awareness to the company that isn't getting out there otherwise, just in worldwide in general it, what's, it, what's the biggest what's the biggest story right now bloodline right that's undeniable sure. fact for sure but yeah they don't go on talk shows roman reigns does media appearances for mania but otherwise they don't go on talk shows or anything it's drawing eyes because it's good compelling television not because it's just like oh roman reigns is out there promoting the company the usos are out there promoting the company it's drawing eyes because people are like oh i want to see what happens next here not because roman reigns is on Jimmy Fallon with the title around his shoulder. But uh, don't you also think that WWE cares about like their social media numbers, like going like, that's almost just as important as this, at this point as like TV ratings and stuff is like, is like social media engagement and stuff. And he brings them a ton of that, that LA Knight would never bring them. It does. And th this is what I'm saying though, of yeah. how much does this stuff translate? How much do they care well, it doesn't uh, about, necessarily, I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily have to translate into like more people watching the show. There's more people following their social media. There's more people engaging and commenting and, and sharing. And there's a way more buzz for the company when Logan's involved, just in, just overall in general. There's more buzz for the company from, yeah, on like socials and stuff. But again, are these people watching the shows? Uh, Brutality yeah. says like Logan fans might tune in for his match. But, There's no telling if they stick well, around for anything else. You'd get super casual yeah. watching for a single match and like that that might be true but they're gonna watch regardless the money in the bank briefcase just be this is what i'm talking about this is the money in the bank briefcase being behind him every single episode of impulsive mean that the million people who watch impulsive they're gonna be like oh what's that oh wwe oh i'm gonna watch this but logan's not part of the show sure no and i get what you're saying but i think that um there are people that will not and not gonna be all you know not a million people but there will be a percentage of i don't know what that percentage is but there will be a certain a certain amount of people that will see that that will watch WWE that that weren't watching it before because they know Logan Paul is involved and he could show up at any time and become the champion. They're big Logan Paul fans. Like I, I have to flip this question on you then. Okay. Do you actually think anyone is specifically watching the show for LA Knight? Like, or is he just a part of a show that's really good? Like, is he part? Like, is the bloodline the draw? And like, LA Knight is also just over. But like, who's 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 going? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anyone's watching the show specifically for LA. I think just also on a show that the bloodline is good on. I that that's probably true, but I think more people might stick around if they see LA Knight and they know he's going to be there weekly and he's involved in something compelling and good. Whereas Logan Paul is only going to show up 
once every blue moon and those people are probably going to watch anyway right i see what you're saying i understand what you're saying um i my my answer though i guess for it would be i do think that low i i think that there is there is value in putting the money in the bank briefcase on logan paul like for to to draw in new fans um pretend like i think it will definitely draw in new fans but i i don't it may not be to the to the level of like I know, I know what you're saying. Like, is the juice worth the squeeze versus like someone who's there every week, like an LA night to like have that kind of rub and that push and have the briefcase and the shot at the championship and all that. Is that better? It might be. I mean, it might, it might be, but I think that there's a lot more, there's a very unique opportunity they have with Logan Paul. And then on top of that, I was just flat out say it. Logan Paul has better matches than LA night does straight up. Does doesn't they already aren't they already utilizing that opportunity just by the fact that he's part of the company and promoting the company and everything like again how much does this briefcase he holds this briefcase because behind him and then it's like idea because if he can hype up the idea to his fan base that at any moment he can become the wwe champion with this thing i think that there there is value in that okay because he can also be right. drop because he can also drop hints as to like where you should cash in. He could be telling his audience through social media and through impulsive and stuff like, hey, wink, wink, I might be showing up this night or that night. Like, you, you and then he doesn't show up, and then people are like, oh, this sucks. I mean, that's extreme. He doesn't show up when he says he's going to show up. But I mean, Logan Paul's never or just show, or, or just or just shows up, and then a ton of people tune in for it. You know, I Logan just. Paul. No, yeah, never lied. But but I think that honestly, I think the biggest reason that this conversation is even like a debate at all is because LA Knight, a lot of the fan base wants LA Knight to win this thing, and they think he deserves it, and they're they're gonna so, feel like and they're gonna feel like Logan Paul is jumping the line if he wins it, and that's unfair to a lot of people. And I get that line of thinking too, but I also think that Logan Paul is more famous than everyone else in the ladder match combined, and that's why he's gonna get a big push. So I'll I'll take LA Knight out of the equation and, mm-hmm. and say, I mean, he's he's the most over guy in the match but i'll take him out of the question and just say do fans care more about the actual stories on television and doing good stories in that or does that do more for the company or is it oh yeah logan paul is gonna draw people because they they see the briefcase and so maybe they'll watch our show take la knight doesn't have to win ricochet can Mm -hmm. win and you just do a good story with ricochet does that mean more in terms of audience engagement, in terms of audience viewership, in terms of people who show up, buy, spend money on merchandise and everything, or does Logan Paul having the briefcase behind him on impulsive, like, all right, now I'm going to tune in because I, oh, what's that? That briefcase? Oh, Logan Paul's. Oh, I'm going to tune in. Oh, Logan Paul's not there. Sure. Well, I, I'll say like obviously I I'm, I like Ricochet, I like Butch, I like Santos Escobar, I like Damian Priest. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Like I, there's people in this match that I'm, I'm a fan of. It happened for a long time. But let's also be honest. Like how much has the Money in the Bank briefcase done for most people, especially lately? Anyways, like they just have a really unique opportunity to do something different and have mainstream attention with Logan Paul doing this. But I mean, we we at, at one point Otis had this thing and like. You know what I mean? Like, how much value is there actually in putting the money bring briefcase even on? If you let's say they put it on Bush, okay? Like, is that going to really? I mean, that'd be cool, but like, I don't think it's bigger than Logan Paul carrying that thing around. They had Bad Bunny as the twenty four seven. He was on SNL with that title. Mm-hmm. This is all during like pandemic times as well. So like, there ain't that much on television. They had Bad yeah. Bunny out there with this title. And it didn't lead to like any type of 
monster increase in sure. viewership. Bad Bunny is bigger than Logan Paul. Sure, but there's but there's increased viewership when when Bunny's on the show. The twenty four seven title was a joke, and I think everyone knew that. Okay, but, but if but, they're on the show, Logan Paul on the show, he's on the show. I'm talking about just having him with the twenty four seven title, and he's just carrying it around. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, twenty four seven title. Oh, WWE. Oh, I'm tune in. They're gonna tune in if Logan's on the show, regardless if he has the briefcase or not. But I think there's way more interest if, like, you know, when you tune in, he can become the champion. Like he's got a he's got a key to the championship. People would care about that. It's different than him just being there. He shows up and just gets a title shot anyway. Yeah, it was a really good match with Roman Reigns. He's just gonna get his title shot. Logan showing up. Logan is the draw. Not all. Oh, we're gonna have a briefcase sitting in the background of Impulsive, and now we're just gonna convert a bunch of new fans that way. Mm-hmm. I think it gets more eyes on certain things. It de- it definitely just leads to more like overall publicity for the company. Again, this is why they yeah. send the title out and they got the big, you know, WWE logo on it. It's like, look at Patrick Mahomes during the parade with this title. It's like, oh, that's a WWE title. I think most people know what WWE is at this point. I don't think they're they're hurting for like, you know, regular people. Yeah. Like, what's WWE? I, I think most people understand what it is. It's like, okay, what's going to actually get you to watch the television show? And I don't think Logan Paul just carrying around this briefcase and showing off on, on Impulsive does anything if they give it to logan paul and they tell a compelling story with that fine but he's only gonna show up every now and again i just don't buy i don't buy the idea that logan paul needs to win this because he's gonna carry it around everywhere and this is big for wwe if you want to tell me logan paul needs to win this because that's the best story that's the best use of the briefcase fine i would buy that idea much much more but i don't even think that's Mm. the case either Gotcha. I, well, we can agree to disagree on that then. I, I think that uh, I think you'd be surprised how many people in Logan Paul's demographic don't know what the WWE is. They might know like the they might know the logo, but a lot of them still don't. Well, know they've the done difference. a shitty job because he's no, been I'm, in the company well, for two years now. Well, I'm just saying, like hype beasts in general, not not just specifically Logan Paul fans. There's a lot of people that just basement dwell on YouTube all day that don't that 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 think UFC and WWE are the same thing still, like straight up. So like, well, they almost are. <laughs> there's similar there's definitely similarities i I'd, I'd actually agree with a lot of that to be fair with you uh, and definitely troll a lot of people in the process but um but my point is like well here's the thing we get i i get where you're coming from i think you understand where i'm coming from too and there's not there's not really a right or wrong answer on this um at the end of the day you can be in one of two camps basically you can be in the logan paul camp and thinking that uh it could be a really cool opportunity for them to do this or you can be at the camp of like it should go to somebody who's more deserving, who's going to be on the show. You can build a, big, a better long-term story around. But, I mean, none of these guys are beating Roman Reigns for, for a tight. None of these guys are beating Roman Reigns. So, like, if, you know, maybe maybe L.A. Knight can win this thing and maybe he gets one over on Seth Rollins or something, maybe that's possible. But, you know, I just think, I think that there is a story there between Logan Paul and Seth Rollins also that's, that's we haven't touched on. But I also... We also, I also have to leave in five minutes and want to talk about Lake Christian, so I don't want to miss out on that either. Okay, uh, well, let, let's first off, Wrestle Rumble, please. Uh, last call for, for Wrestle Rumble entries. Uh, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat and you'll get your entry in. Jensen, if you want to talk about Blake Christian, go for it. Okay, really quick, I'll give you my quick prediction for Money in the Bank just really fast. I'm going to go Gunther over Matt Riddle. I'm going to go uh, Shanna, Baszler, and Ronda Rousey to retain. I'm going to go Usos over uh, the Bloodline. I'm going to go Rollins over Balor. 
Cody over Dom. Uh, I'm going to take EO Sky in the women's money in the bank. And I'm going to take Logan Paul in the men's money in the bank. So those are my official predictions. And go to WrestleRumble.com, join the money in the bank, pick them contest. And uh, there's going to be a whole lot more questions than just like winners and losers to this stuff. There's going to be a lot of like, prop questions and time questions and stuff. So go over there. Top prize, 500 bucks. Second and third, both get 100. Fourth and fifth, mystery prizes. They also have a belt giveaway going on uh, through, I think, SummerSlam. Or, or not SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam, I think. Um, they have like a long running belt contest going. I, I'm, I'm going to double check when that's actually, yes, the summer gold contest. So go check that out. Um, that is going to be going on until SummerSlam. The entries are only a dollar if you want to check that out. Um, as far as my thoughts on the indies real quick, um, Blake Christian this week, uh, over this past weekend, defended the GCW title three times. Uh, first defense was over Gringo Loco. Second was over Adam Priest. Third was over the locksmith, Brandon Williams. Um, the match with Ringo Loco, all three matches I thought were really good for what it's worth just right off the bat. Um, the Ringo Loco match, uh, shout out to Gringo. He, he, we rolled up Blake in a Mastral cradle and Blake got his hand on the rope, but the ref missed it initially. Everyone thought Gringo Loco had won the championship in his hometown. I, I think his hometown, I think they were in Chicago for that one. And I think he's from Chicago. Um, they, uh, he won the title. Everyone thought he won the title. Different referee came out. They reversed the decision. Blake Christian have ultimately walked out of there as a champion after they restarted the match. Uh, second match, Adam Priest, uh, I thought was really, really good. He attacked him before the bell, hit him with the DDT, hit him with a pile driver, went up top for the Alabama Jam, and uh, couldn't couldn't connect. Ultimately, Blake Christian winds up winning that one also with a curb stomp, just like the Ringo Loco match. And then the third match, he wrestled Brandon Williams, who you're going to hear from here in just a second. Me and Jeremy interviewed uh, the locksmith. And... Uh, that match was really good as well. Uh, the finish of that one was brutal. We talk about it at the top of the, the interview, but Blake hit him with a double stomp at the chest that also got him in the face. And then he came down. <laughs> Brandon, usually when someone takes a curb stomp, obviously they're going face down into the mat. Brandon somehow had gotten turned over onto his back and Blake came down, basically missile drop kick to the, to the front of the face. Um, just brutal stuff. Uh, in a really just a great technical match there, especially in that in that one for uh, for Blake and Brandon. So, I wanted to throw that out there um, as a quick uh, in a uh, quick independent uh, spotlight there for the show today. Shout out to Blake Christian for three title offenses, the GCW Championship, and also, you know, the other week he uh, he had we talked about it a little bit off off screen, but um, Blake Christian had to miss a GCW shows last weekend um, because he got pulled for Ring of Honor. And there was a lot of people talking about that online. And uh, it was interesting because they just took the GCW title off Masha Slamovich, who's contracted to Impact. Now it's Blake Christian, who's going to be pulled in for Ring of Honor pretty often as well. Brett Lauderdale has uh, has addressed this and said, like, these things are going to happen. We knew this was going to happen when we put people with other responsibilities with our championships. It's, gonna, you know, it's inevitable. Um, but Blake really made up for it, I feel like. You know, he, he, he missed the week prior, but to go back to back to back three times last weekend, all great matches, all title defenses and continuing to build the GCW title again as like a working, like a worker's title. Like, like, you know, for a long time it was Nick Gage and him coming and going and with his deathmatch style and stuff. And, um, you know, Masha kind of changed the game a bit. And now Blake, I think is, Blake's been doing a lot more wrestling again lately too. Um, he was, he's been doing a lot of matches, but, a lot of them were him kind of getting beaten up, being a coward, doing low blows, that kind of stuff. He's back to like wrestling real matches, it feels like, too, with this championship. So 
really good stuff so far from Blake Christian's GCW champion and wanted to highlight that today. I've spun the wheel. Uh, I've gotten the three names. So everyone, um, the, the winners are Brutalis Eddies, D'Lo Diggs, and Remity. Contact Steven Jensen. His DMs, I believe, are open. I'm opening them won. right now. Okay. You have won a free entry into the Wrestle Rumble Money in the Bank Pick'em. Again, contact Steven Jensen. We appreciate everybody who left with Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Uh, we appreciate Wrestle Rumble for, for sponsoring the show. Uh, basically, every big pay-per-view event from AEW and WWE. And I think I missed this super chat. I apologize to our pal Ryan. Uh, Pharaoh versus Bo Dallas in a dog treat fight pit match. I'm for it. Pharaoh would, Pharaoh would bite that man and be over for Bo Dallas. Pharaoh's a good worker. Yes. Everyone who won entries, I just opened my Twitter DMs. Please DM me at fight talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You have until tomorrow night after SmackDown. So if you don't, if you don't get give me the and if you don't give me your information, just just send me a message and I'll get the information I need. But just send me a DM. I'll get in contact with you. Make sure to hit me up before tomorrow night. Or sorry, yeah, tomorrow night before the end of SmackDown. Okay. I'm going to give away another uh, entry on Twitter tomorrow, and I'll give that away at the end of SmackDown. Then I'm sending my whole list over to Matt over at Wrestle Rumble so we can get it in because the show's on Saturday afternoon. So I got to get them in by Friday night for y'all. Um, so thank you very much. Thanks, Jeremy. Great conversation today. We can agree to disagree on the Logan Paul stuff. But at the end of the day, it makes for fun conversation at the very least. And um, hope you all have a great Thursday. I will probably record the weekender on Sunday at FightfulSelect.com. If not Sunday, it'll be on Monday. It just depends because of money in the bank in the afternoon. It might be smarter to do the 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 um the show on Monday. So um y'all have a great weekend. Good seeing you, Jeremy. Good seeing the chat. And we go clock in for the shoot job. All right. Thank you as always, Jensen. Guys, we will get to our interview with Brandon Williams, as Jensen just mentioned. Let me remove this. Uh, as Jensen just mentioned, he wrestled. Blake Christian this past weekend. He was very involved in the GCW New South shows, and he will explain his overall involvement with that. We'll go through various points of his career, including being a backyard wrestler, how he got into wrestling, uh, playing in a hardcore band, and some travel road stories when it comes to that. Some parallels when it comes to being in a band and being a professional wrestler as well. Uh, Brandon is, he, he says himself, he's in a nerd cave. Uh, you, you'll see his setup here, uh, him and Jensen. A lot of action figure talk at the, the end of the show, so or the end of the interview, so they, they get into that. Uh, Brandon Williams was very gracious with his time, very nice guy. Uh, everyone go go check him out. The the Twitter link, uh, I believe it's Hook and Shoot um, on, on Twitter, so everyone can go uh, check him out on, on Twitter. Um, go follow him there. Go support his career. Go support New South Wrestling. They, they do great work uh, in the, the Southeast scene. So here we go, everybody. Our creator's spotlight with independent professional wrestler Brandon Williams. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight right here on Fightful. I, as always, am Steven Jensen here with Jeremy Lambert. And today our guest is an independent professional wrestler. He is heavily involved on screen and off screen with New South Pro Wrestling. He's all over the place. He's a locksmith. And he also recently took on Blake Christian for the GCW title. Brandon Williams joining the show today. Brandon, thanks for joining. How you doing, man? Good. What's up, everybody? Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You're fine, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, starting off kind of right on that note, big weekend this weekend for uh, for you and for New South and for just independent wrestling as a whole. Um, we had a lot of uh, we had three GCW shows and uh, heavy, uh, you know, New South involvement. You had a big match against Blake Christian on the GCW versus New South two show. Um, how was that experience? Because uh, I know I've seen you tweeting like you 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 like the vibe of GCW. So what was the overall experience in that match with Blake like? 
Uh, the match with Blake was great, man. That dude is uh, definitely an athlete. Um, <laughs> he's a young gun. He can go super quick. Like uh, I've seen his videos, but like wrestling him, I've seen him in person too, but like in the ring, just like quick movements. It's unbelievable. But uh, it was a good match. Good match. I thought it was a really good match. And, you know, the ending looked pretty, looked pretty painful. I rewatched it a few times. Um, so so uh, he caught you with the, uh, the double stomp to the, to kind of the, the, we'll call it the, the upper body slash maybe face. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the curb stomp. Uh, I, it's rare that you see someone take the curb stomp to the front of the face, um, which you took Brandon. So that, that was, that was especially brutal. Yeah, I got a little bruise on the side of my face. I know you can't see it, but yeah, it definitely clipped me in the face there. Uh, yeah, thankfully I didn't get knocked out or anything. But it was <laughs> yeah, I was. I actually wanted to ask you about that because you know, obviously Blake Christian, one of the best you know in-ring workers out there, in my opinion, and uh, and a guy who you know can do it all. You know, he's he's flying all over the place, but he's technical. He and yeah. he's really slowed his style down recently, but he's kind of like ramped it back up since winning the GCW title. And with that finisher, I think it's just so brutal because with the way that like Seth Rollins, for instance, would hit a curb stomp, it's like very clean. The way that Blake Christian does it, he like he like bases off of his opponent and then comes down almost with like a missile drop kick to the head. <laughs> um, so yeah, being on the opposite end of that, I was just kind of you know, I, I just, so that was it was just interesting to me, I guess, at the end of the day. So yeah, it, it was definitely an experience. But uh, I've been in the ring with some some heavy hitters before, so I'm kind of used to that. <laughs> you were you're part of the the GCW Mastermind event yeah. as well, and the the Team New South against Team GCW, and Brogan Fenley kind of sided with you guys there, turned his back on yeah. GCW. You know, t- talk talk to us about that match, and then the the ending there with Brogan. You know. Uh, join up with new south there yeah i mean the the whole experience at the vbc is awesome like i saw my first wrestling show wcw some house show back in the day at the same place so like coming to do a wrestling show there and actually getting a wrestle there is like it's off the chart but uh a lot of fans show up um gcw doesn't come down with them much obviously this is their second time in the state um but a lot of people show up they're a hot crowd uh huntsville's a good wrestling crowd historically and uh but yeah that match uh eight man tag with me cmd donnie prime time and Braden toon which is his first time there good guy um against starboard charlie brogan uh manders and Jack Jack Wheel. Yeah. yeah yeah but yeah um super athletes on that side gcw man like jack cartwheel's the man super nice guy uh super athletic but uh, yeah, at the end there, uh, Brogan had to do the turn on him, man. You know, he had to stay loyal to the New South Roots. He knew where he was coming the next night, so you know, smart. Yeah. I'm gonna say I I I'm not gonna say that I saw it coming, but like Brogan didn't quite fit in on the GCW team yeah. when you know his history in the Southeast. Like Correct. he's, yeah. you know, when I think of him, I think of New South action wrestling, like like kind of this this area, the Southeast. I'm, I'm based out of Atlanta, so. I see a lot of y'all coming through. I go, I go to shows in Nashville. I used to live there for a long time. It was all Chattanooga. So, okay. um, so yeah, I see you guys all the time. And so, like, when I saw Brogan turn, I was like, it's the same kind of thing with, like, Bobby Flacco. I'm like, how loyal is he to GCW in comparison to, like, these dudes? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but uh, how, how is it, you know, being uh, – for those of you who may not know, Brandon Williams, along with Dump Sanders, own New South. How, 
how was it like to put that together kind of like behind the scenes? Cause I know you've worked with GCW and Brett Lauderdale in the past, yeah. but like, how's that relationship and how's that all work to put all this kind of stuff together? Uh, very good so far, man. Um, you know, coming into it, I've only, you know, known of Brett Lauderdale, never met him in person. So I'm always kind of skeptical of people when I meet him. Um, but, uh, he's a super cool guy, man. Uh, very professional about how he runs stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the versus show was great. Um, like being in Florence at that brewery, uh, draws a lot of people there with GCW in town, especially more. So, um, yeah, it's just a good working environment with them, man. And w- was there any feedback from, from Brett, uh, to put potentially do some more demo? I know these shows were on fight TV as well. Um, is, is that a possibility at all? Uh, yeah, I know there are plans to come back. I'm not sure exactly when that is. I don't know if it's at the tail end of the year or possibly again, January, February, but, uh, they definitely plan on coming back and, uh, hopefully we get another versus show. Um, I'm not sure yet, but I'm assuming so. Who knows? I was curious about something. We're kind of going to go all over the place with this interview, yeah. but, um, I was curious. So I'm always interested in looking at people's cage match website, the website cage match and seeing like the history and the matches and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's not always accurate um, yeah. <laughs> on your, I, I was, I was curious yours. Yeah. There's a gap from like yeah. 2006 <laughs> to like 2018. Yeah. Is that accurate? And if so, no, like, accurate. Okay. I, was, I, was, I was like, I was like, I was like, I feel like I've been watching you for unless they got like my backyard career or something. I don't think it's like on there. Yeah, I was so confused when I was reading through that. I was like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I so I'll go ahead to email them, but I'm a procrastinator, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. How, how's um how's how's how did like I guess New South and all everything come together for you behind the scenes there with Dump and that whole team there? Uh yeah, we basically started it and let's see, this is going on year eight. This is our eight year anniversary coming up in August. Um, basically, you know, I've known Dump since I was doing backyard wrestling at the age of like 18, 17, 18, You know, young kid. Um, I met him. He was working around local shows in the area and stuff like that. And then uh, I moved to California, did music and all kinds of stuff like that. And when I eventually came back, um, I just kind of like started going to some local shows, man. And they, they're they not good at all. And it's just like kind of one of those things like, hey, man, let's go check out the show and go watch it and, you know, have fun. But uh, I was sitting there thinking like, man, you know, we should, you know, try to start something, man. At least, you know, I think we can do it better than this. At least, you know, let's just start to do one show. So we, uh, for probably about nine months, man, we just planned and saved up money and just tried to figure out, you know, the best way to go about doing it. And, uh, yeah, we started that one show, man. And I think it was like three, maybe like over 300 people. And, uh, from then on out, man, it was every three months. And then eventually to every month to now, it seems like every damn week almost. So it's like, it's constant stuff. So it's gone successful. We've definitely had ups and downs like anybody, but, uh, it's going good. I know. Um, like like putting that company together and like deciding on who like what talent and stuff is going to be involved and like who's going to be like regular talent as well right. and all those kind of decisions um like how far back do you and like cabana man dan go for instance because i know he has been around for a very long time as well and i from the same that same area like how have you known some of these guys like i mean i know you said new south's been eight years now but like we're talking you know maybe 15 years plus with like some of these guys it sounds like oh yeah when i was in like in high school going to these local shows man i'd see cmd 
because we're, we're the same age. So uh, whenever he was starting, I was just, you know, going to watch the shows. And a lot of the local guys, you know, have been wrestling here for a long time, you know, on and off. So, yeah, I've had a relationship with uh, a lot of the guys for a, a good bit. When it comes to uh, the backyard wrestling, I'm always very curious about this. So how did that come about? And like, what kind of backyard wrestling was it? Was it okay, like so, the very, the very extreme kind of stuff or just like, Hey, let's play yeah, around. With friends and... like, so I got into it like sixth grade, man. Like me and my buddy started trampoline, you know, that's how everybody starts. It's like, Hey, let's yeah. go on the trampoline and do it. And then we'd build like a makeshift ropes out of some stuff. And, uh, but eventually like, when we got to high school, you know, when we grew up and stuff like that, we were like, man, we got to ditch the trampoline. Like we we're, you know, we we're ECW marks and stuff like that. So we we're like, man, we got to start doing more, man. So like we started doing stuff on the ground and then it's like, you know, each year it's just like, Oh, that, you know, that's not anything. So we like weapons and light bulbs and thumbtacks and fire and the, you know, the, the viral backyard wrestling videos from back in the day. We we're like, man, we got to get our stuff on there. So like the mindset was like the crazier, the fucking better, you know? So <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, was, the, 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 was, was the goal, was the goal to get back, get on like lime wire and like Kazaa back there and like, yeah. like, that, like that kind of stuff. Dude, that was post, man. Like that was a yeah. little bit after that. I was. Yeah. True. But, uh, wow. It was, it was definitely some stupid stuff I've done. But yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I was about to say, so what What was, if you can recall, like the, the dumbest thing you think you did back then? Oh, man, I've broken my arm. I've gotten my arm sliced open and fat pouring out of it from light bulbs and barbed wire just being thrown on barbed wire, like real barbed wire just going to buy some. And like, it, I don't even know what kind of light bulbs they were. We were just buying just, hey, this is let's, let's break it over someone's head and bleed everywhere and stuff like that so it was crazy like there's no way i do some of that stuff now like as i'm an older man but like yeah it was crazy stuff man dude that was my next question because like you know when i think of the locksmith brandon williams i think of a technical grappler you know what i mean like do you but it, I was, my next question was like do you have any interest in like dipping your toes back into the deathmatch scene but it sounds like maybe maybe not i don't know uh, i mean maybe not to the extent of like crazy light bulbs and glass and stuff like that. Cause after this ac accident I had, I had to go to the emergency room and get stitches. And like, it was close to like sitting on my artery vein. It was like, man, okay. I'm never doing those light bulbs again. <laughs> like I'm going to stay away from that. But like I've done thumbtacks and stuff recently. And like it, I love technical wrestling. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah, maybe some stuff I've been wanting to possibly do like the ICW stuff, man, like the pit that yeah. really intrigues me of how they kind of mix like cage fighting where you can do technical but you can also you know do some hardcore stuff so and they, they, they'll like vary it match by match too like some of them yeah. will have like all the crazy weapons some will be like kind of no weapons a little mixture everything so no i i think you'd be great those icw nhb shows and, and sometimes it's in like in like a cage sometimes it's out yeah. like on the beach in the exactly. sand like <laughs> yeah i saw uh garcia and brett eisen down in uh tampa and yes. that was i went to a live show i you know i had heard a little bit about um about them and i showed up and it was like man, this is cool. The crowd was crazy. The vibe in the match. I was like, man, I could mix some stuff up and, you know, have a little, little cool vibe there. <laughs> Jensen, I know you're, you're a, a Brett Eisen guy and, mm -hmm. uh, something, something like that. I don't know. Is he still competing? Is he still Brett. doing stuff? He he's, he's on yeah, I never know with him to be honest. Like I, I find out I get I get basically updates through Moe's 
because that whole KOBK crew is pretty tight, you know. But like Brett, Brett like kind of comes and goes at this point. But he was going hard for like the Southeast for a while, like especially Southern Underground Pro. And then of course that always is going to bleed in like SCI and action and like that whole kind of ecosphere there. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I uh, I, I remember that Daniel Garcia and Brett Ison match by the way. Like that that was a great match. I see the NHB that that may that may have even been like was that like a was that like a WrestleMania weekend like a collective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what got you uh, into wrestling then, Brandon? I mean, it seems like you're starting sixth grade, so it had to be well, way back when. But like, what what kind of caught your attention first off in wrestling? Uh, well, first off, it was like the figures in the video games because I was spending the night at a buddy's house and uh, he just had the figures in video games. So you know, obviously, it piqued my interest. And because before then, I'd kind of just put off wrestling. Like I just didn't even pay attention to it. I just heard people and kind of thought kind of thought it was silly and then i started watching it. i was like man this is really cool and like it's kind of like man do i really like this i'm like yeah i actually really like this and then it turned into an obsession <laughs> and then but uh yeah i just love as far as like getting into wrestling myself uh just doing some like just physical combat and doing jujitsu and stuff like that so um i just love doing stuff like that just like wrestling period like legit wrestling so who were some of your favorite wrestlers when you like became a fan? Shawn Michaels was like the go-to guy when I started young. And then like high school, obviously like Jeff Hardy and RVD and like, like I was going back to the ECW stuff, loved ECW guys. So, See, I would have, I would have guessed like ECW Kurt Angle when I think of you. Oh, it would have yeah. been like an inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love, I mean, that is a compliment by the way. Love Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. What, what's, um, you know, I was going to ask you too, just well, as I think about you being Kurt Angle, wearing the, uh, the singlet, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, uh, who, uh, I guess, uh, what am I trying to ask here? Like, I know there's, there's a lot of space on a singlet. So like the design and stuff, I think is, is cool with you, like the way that you've been putting your singlets together. What's the decision on like wearing the singlet? Cause obviously that goes along with like amateur wrestling and, and catch fighting and that kind of stuff. And then who designs the, you know, your singlets? Um, who makes my singles is break night creative. Uh, they make some good gear. And, uh, I've had a, dup- a couple of different people make my gear designs. Juan Ortiz over at, uh, of the dead designs. I know he's done a bunch of stuff for AW and stuff. Um, he did one of my friends bands art cover, uh, out in California. So I just, uh, I hit him up cause I loved his artwork and, uh, he designed up all that stuff and, uh, sent it over to the merch people. And, uh, yeah. Professional dude, definitely check him out if you have it. I'm going to switch away from from wrestling for a second because you, yeah. you mentioned this a couple of times going to California with yeah. the band. So tell me about tell me about this. Like how what what was this band? <laughs> uh, I'm into like hardcore music, man. Like terror, hate breed type of hardcore stuff. So I booked a bunch of shows out of high school. Um, like I think Whitechapel played their first Alabama show with me. Um, Bands from like My Children, My Bride, Maylene to all the Nashville hardcore bands. Um, I did that for a long while after high school. And then moving to California, I was uh, wanting to play in a band. So I was just like, I'm going to find a band and see if they'll let me do some merch for them, you know, hit the road with them. And so that's what I did, man. I just met some bands, (laughs) made some friends. And I was like, let's hit the road. I'm in California. Let's live it up. I can work at Chili's and, you know. (laughs) hit the van and ride on the floor and stuff like that. So what was, what was that life 
what was that life like? Because I imagine like trying to make a break as a musician, it's maybe a little similar to trying to make a break as a wrestler. So like, are there some similarities similarities there? So parallel of like, even your tier of like bottom bands to the top of, you know, that are making the money and getting booked across the country. It's kind of the same, you know, parallel stuff there. And uh, it's definitely another hustle business, man. Like those bands make merch, their money off their merch, almost similar to, you know, independent wrestlers. So it's gotten better over the years with like streaming and stuff like that. There's a little bit more ways to hustle money, but uh, yeah, it's definitely similar for sure. <laughs> Sleeping on Any- the floor. <laughs> I was say, yeah, sleeping on the floor. I imagine yeah, sleeping in. Many times, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having having the the side hustles of I uh, it seems like yeah. everybody works at a, at a restaurant in California as they all try to make it in the entertainment business. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the bit, right? Uh, <laughs> you gotta live in your car at least once, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any good like uh, I guess sort of like other other band stories. I we we talked a little bit uh, off air, and I know you don't partake in in like drinking, but like a, yeah. any any good like road stories or trashing a hotel story as, um, as a member of the band. <laughs> one of my crazy stories living in California. I just hopped in the van, and they said we're going to a show, and it was a house show out. I don't know, two hours away from wherever I was. I was just whatever. We're getting in the car, so um, I get there. And I, I'm I'm an avid smoker. I don't know if I can say that on here, but I smoke. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in California in Rome. So I haven't smoked in days. So I'm like, man, I need some smoke. And this girl comes up with two cookies and was like, you should probably only eat one of these cookies, man. And I'm like, nah, man, I smoked. Like, this ain't going to be nothing. <laughs> I had enough edibles at this point. And I ate two of those edibles. And it was the Power Trip house show. And Power Trip's one of my favorite bands now. You know, rest in peace, Riley. But uh, yeah, first time seeing them live in a small shed with about 30 people. And um, it was like another planet, man. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't even go to the work the next day because I was so blitzed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely take those with caution, I guess. <laughs> Oh yeah, even even if like you you are an avid smoker, you do an edible. Oh, and you did two two two. Yeah, that's too funny. I saw a tweet the other day about something really similar, where like someone mentioned that they took edibles and like it was like their first time taking them, and they think they took too much, and they explained like what they had taken, and like the top comment underneath it was like, "Bro, go outside, grab the grass in your front yard, and just hold on." <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man uh jensen sorry i i know i got off track there with the with the oh, no, band questions sure. but do you want to circle back to to some wrestling i'm i'm just very yeah. curious about the, the planning of planning a band like that that's very interesting yeah definitely a lot of parallels there that i hadn't really thought about but it makes total sense with, yeah. especially with the merch and the travel and the the grinding and the side jobs and all that it totally makes sense yeah. Um, I mean, do you do, sorry again? Uh, do you still play? Like, do you still play an instrument and uh, like try playing? I play guitar. I haven't played as much lately because I'm always busy with wrestling. But uh, right before I started training wrestling, about five years ago, I started training. I was in a band and we kind of you know played a few years and just you know it was is what it is. We just kind of quit and that's when I started training. But uh, yeah, we put out a couple of you know small EPs, blah blah blah. But yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Nothing big, obviously. <laughs> that's cool, though. Yeah, that's still awesome. Yeah. 
Um, as far as, uh, I guess, like, with wrestling, with New South, some other questions I had mm-hmm. about some of the younger talent that, that you guys uh, have pretty often, guys mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Hunter Drake and Tyler Franks and those kind of guys. Was it like seeing uh, kind of their ride? Like, a guy like Hunter Drake, for instance, who I feel like just the other day I was watching him as you know, the Talladega Knights and mm-hmm. – you know, now he's like popping up everywhere and killing it, doing, you know, Spanish flies off balconies and stuff. Right, right. So, yeah. How, what's it like seeing like these younger kids like really come up through New South and now they're really blowing up, you know, kind of everywhere? No, it's very awesome because I met those guys. Um, we almost started training around the same time. Um, and, you know, they were young kids then doing doing the stuff I was doing. I was doing backyard wrestling. So they'd send me like videos of them on the trampoline and stuff like that. So, like, seeing them, like, actually go to training and, you know, half the people that start training don't, you know, continue to show up. So, um, but, yeah, seeing them being able to do that and then get to the point where they are now, I mean, it's insane, man. Because, I, you know, I didn't think it would happen. But, uh, you know, they put in the work and, you know, it goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. And then also someone I wanted to ask you about, um, like, obviously, would be Kenzie Page, your champion yeah. in New South currently. Uh, what's it like having her holding that, that gigantic title belt? And, um, and, uh, I mean, she's, she's just obviously ultra talented and has a lot of exposure, a lot of eyes on her right now and, uh, doing great stuff. And she had a, that, that death match that those, those girls had at the end of, uh, that last GCW show with New South was, uh, was violent, but very, yeah. One of my best matches is with Kenzie Page. I know a lot of people are skeptical on like intergender wrestling and stuff like that, but man, she can go like seriously she is really awesome at like everything from the wrestling part to understanding it to promos to she gets it and at such a young age like you know she's gonna go somewhere she knows she's gonna you know get paid a lot of money one day so it's nice to have her around now while we can you know (laughs) yeah for sure another guy who i'll put him over on this show because he's probably watching right now um a guy who I got it. It was good to see him get some shine this weekend too in the ring. Uh, you know, because in GCW, I'll lay the the groundwork a little bit for this. In GCW, you always see MLJ in the ring, calling out calling out the entrances, doing his thing. But when GCW and New South are together, you also get to see Carmen Michael get some yeah. shine. And Carmen's a friend of the show. Um, what's it like in seeing his progression? Because he and I, I don't mean this. A, you know, I mean this as, as a as a massive compliment. He's a guy who I've seen, just like the wrestlers, improve drastically over time. Dude, Carmen is a hustler, man. That dude <laughs> works his ass off. Like, if you need something done, Carmen will do it, man. Like, that dude is is the man. And I've, I've known Carmen for quite a bit, too, going back from the band days. Um, and when he was sitting in the crowd, man, and I came up to him, and I'm like, man, you should do something with wrestling. Like, you're, you're a smart guy. You know what you're doing. Like, we need more smart people in our crew. And not just people worried about the wrestling part. Like, they're like there's so much more <laughs> that goes into it that you have a great mind for. And so, thankfully, you know, he came aboard. And, uh, man, he's hit home runs ever since, man. Great attitude, everything. Yeah. So, I love you, Carmen, if you are watching. <laughs> he he does. I mean, I think he watches a good chunk of our yeah. shows. He he likes us a little bit. Yeah. Right, Jensen? He's <laughs> very nice. Especially if New South is involved, he'll, I'm sure yeah. he'll peek in at the very least. But, no, he's a yeah, very, very nice guy. Yeah. I've, you know, I, I've known him a bit, like, through Twitter for quite a while, but I, I actually met him at GCW when they were in Atlanta most recently cool. at Center Stage, and that was when we met in person. Um, yeah, same kind of thing, just super nice. And then we have, you know, we interviewed him here recently as well. Great, great interview. Um, and a guy who, like as you just said, and he's a, he's a real – and this is kind of a stamp of approval. It's cool hearing from you 
being essentially his boss at New South hearing you say this because he is a guy who's a really um, good example of just like you said, being like versatile. And he said he he'll he started in like like helping with like audio and lighting. And then it's like next thing you know, you need a little help with this, a little help with that. And now you're like fully involved in like an actual like important aspect or important, you know, kind of cog in the whole machine uh, for what they do. So really he's a, he's a Swiss Army knife, man. And that's that's very, very valuable, valuable to have in running wrestling shows, man. How how it now? So I'll I'll ask if if um if Carmen Michael's a Swiss Army knife, what is Dump Sanders? He is the he can talk the troops up, man. He can make you run through a brick wall, and he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to get people in the building, and he's very smart with like wrestling stories. You know, everything's not going to be a hit, but when it is a hit, it is. So um, yeah, you got to give credit where credit is due for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you has have the two of you guys been working together for all eight years of this? Correct. Okay, awesome. Wow, that's a that's a long yeah. relationship right there. Yeah. I've known <laughs> him for about twenty over twenty years, probably. Man, that's wild. What happens if you guys disagree? How do you settle that? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm really easygoing, man. That's the thing. Like, if there's some stuff that I'll disagree with, but for the most part, I, I have faith in him running, you know, booking side and other stuff. And, you know, I'm handling my business, trying to, you know, promote, find more venues, maybe not some of the glamorous, glamorous work, you know, but yeah. Well, you know, obviously you spend a lot of your time trying to help New South and help other people, but like, what do you have as far as like your own personal goals and stuff you want to accomplish in like the near future, like the immediate future for yourself and for New South, I guess as well. But, and then also in the future, like kind of what, what do you, what, what do you want to accomplish in wrestling? Uh, as far as New South goes, it's just growing the company. Uh, I'd like to get on, on another streaming service um, and just getting more people in the building. I'm sure that's what every promotion wants to do. But uh, as far as me personally, I would like to, I would like to travel back to the West Coast and wrestle over there. Since I used to live over there, that's like one of my bucket list. Um, and just try to get more bookings, man. You know, it's, it's it's part of the game. I'd love to get maybe a dark match on TV, but I'm you know, I'm trying to start small, building blocks. You know, maybe hey, man. who knows? You know, throw it out there. I'm throw doing it out there, the world, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's legit. So. Is there is there any promotion that the independent promotion or you know dark match of yeah. that where you could, could kind of see yourself like this is where I, I want to have a match at? Uh, Limitless Rules. I've been up there to help out uh, with the show uh, a few months ago, and that's a great great vibe over there. Uh, West Coast Pro, they're killing it. Uh, Prestige over there. I had met William traveling in the band, which is a small world. So. Uh, those are definitely like one of the top three uh, black label would be great. Um, I just love top tier shows. Obviously everybody wants to work them. I've worked everything all in between, but uh, yeah, those shows, they seem like they offer a very good product for sure. Yeah. All great companies. I love to see you work in all those places. Um, I, you mentioned this and you I definitely don't need like, like to name names or like really give really any other, any information you don't want to. I'm just curious because it's pretty rare. We, we do talk to quite a few promoters on this show. Um, but like, this is a really interesting time in independent wrestling because of the streaming and, yeah. and, you know, for quite a while, it was kind of, everything was on IWTV 
and now it's branched out IWTV fight fight plus and, and right. high spots and, and so many, so many different places, YouTube and Twitch. Right. And there's so many options. Um, what, what's it been like, I guess, from your perspective of like, has this whole thing been like a pain in the ass, like trying to deal with, or is it something that's like exciting? And like, you know, I, 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 I cause I feel like it'd be stressful having to constantly tell people where to find your product, but at the same time, you need to get the best value out of like what your product is. No, yeah, for sure. Um, I enjoyed the, our time with IWTV, man. I like the guys behind it. Um, they helped us tremendously starting out, um, especially when we were putting out weekly episodes. You know, they gave us a time slot to do that, and it seemed like it got pretty good traction with the uh, online. Clash, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh, loved IWTV. Uh, Pro Wrestling TV, on the other hand, was not great. <laughs> um yeah, I think it was just a bunch of empty promises. Maybe they had good intentions. I liked a couple of the guys behind the scenes, but ultimately it was not a good decision. Uh, so right now we're on YouTube, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, I don't know that. I don't know. It's YouTube. I'm not that, you know, fashion YouTube, but uh, I would definitely like to be on a more, maybe a wrestling platform or more, you know, something like Fight TV or who knows, you know. Sure. Well, I appreciate I, think, I appreciate just like any answer on that, man, because you don't. I definitely don't. Oh, no, 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 no. I honestly, because I, because I, I know it's got to be. I know right. it's got to be. A, it's yeah. I got you. That's so. the best way I can put it without me. For sure. You know, no, I, I got you. I got you. But for what it's worth, as a fan, I'll just throw this out there. As a fan, I love when shows are on YouTube because it's free and I know exactly <laughs> no, where to find no, it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got you for sure. Sorry, anyway, Jerry. I don't know if it's the best option. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. And that's the other thing, too. I'm the kind of guy who, like, I want to support the, the promotion. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm totally cool with paying the subscription price. I'm totally cool with buying merch and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's got to tell me where the where it's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and preferably, like, don't I, – I probably won't have to keep asking. I just want to know where it's at. So, I know you're running a show. I just go to that platform and go turn it on. But at the same time, I like I said, I understand you got to do what's best for, the, for you and the company for sure. Yeah. It's a dual-edged sword, man. Like it really is. Yeah. Well, I hope the the shows this past weekend with GCW did well, and you know, Fight TV is always looking for for different stuff. I know when IWS ran a show with GCW earlier this year, that kind of led to we had Shane Hawk um, on a different show, and he said like, "Yeah, that did well." And then Fight TV wanted to put IWS on their platform, so hopefully the like that partnership helps lead yeah. to a bigger partnership with things i'll we'll throw that out there and hopefully speak that into existence uh with things um you mentioned booking venues i know you've wrestled for for a while i now that i know you've played uh played in a band and played gigs what is the strangest place you've ever wrestled in or play played a band gig in? because i imagine some of those places were a little oh what, what have i got myself into here <laughs> yeah the band gigs probably a little bit more weird i wouldn't say weird <laughs> We played at some frat house in in Auburn, I think, and we're a hardcore band, and I don't even know why we played, you know, down there <laughs> people. But it was just a weird environment. Um, yeah, college sounds weird anyway. But um, as far as wrestling goes, man, maybe the arena, I guess. You know, as far as like crazy places I've been, Jeffersonville, Indiana is kind of crazy itself. But uh, I mean, not too much crazy stuff. There's a lot of, you know, local Alabama shows that run in some sketchy parts of town, backwoods, Alabama stuff. So I guess you could add that. I guess, yeah. 
I can only imagine. <laughs> like in that area, I can only imagine. Man, that's the thing. That is that crazy, man. Yeah. I think we said the same thing to Hunter Drake. I think he was kind of saying the same thing where he was starting. He's like, I'm just showing up to these places. Yeah, like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh. And I don't know if uh, – I don't think we've asked this yet. I was curious. What, what's your favorite match as a fan? And, like, what's your favorite match that you've actually had as a wrestler? Oh, man, as a fan. Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint a match. I liked a lot of the RVD-Jerry Lynn feud back then. Yeah. Uh, super athletic stuff. I loved the Mike Awesome and Spike Dudley. I was a big yeah. Spike Dudley guy because I was a small guy back then. So, like, I was like, that's my boy. You know what I mean? And, like, dude – See him yes. like throw that man like a rag doll, like, and I, I went to actually uh guiltiest charge 2000 in Birmingham and uh, I was looking at the third row, man. And like, seeing like I have Spike Dudley's blood on my shoe and I'm going to school the next day, like, oh, I'm saving <laughs> the for my whole life. And like, that's so funny. crazy, man. Like, it's the intensity and like, man, I don't even know if it matches. I'm maybe my eighth grade brain just made it seem like the intensity was crazy, but man. Those dudes went hard, dude. Like, yeah, no, that stuff still holds up, man. I actually, yeah. I, I actually just watched. There's some great uh, Twitter accounts that'll occasionally put up, you know, like highlights of matches, and you pretty much see the whole thing kind of move for move. And um, I remember watching those Spike Dudley and Mike Austin matches as they happened when I was a kid as well. And then I rewatched some of the stuff recently, and I was like, man, <laughs> Spike is so underrated for like what he was doing. Yeah. in these matches for these guys like you said you, you got his blood on him but for people who might not understand spike was probably thrown into the crowd in that match oh, yeah right for like sure. he was thrown from the ring into the Literally. crowd the crowd so, oh. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and it's funny that you mentioned getting spike's blood on your shoes because i completely random just full full uh, small world type thing i actually wound up getting marco's stunts blood on my shoes oh, up one time uh yeah actually again in a match against cabana man dan believe it, right, was a, it was a it was a tag team well sorry he was teaming with cabana man dan was that the bell incident it was yeah. it was it was that one yep um the bif versus um they might be giants match before the match i'll pull the curtain back a little bit more so there's like a stage at, at the basement east there and um before the match started i was standing i was just kind of standing up against the stage and marco walked up and he was like, hey, if you see me, like, come this way, just, like, get out of the way. I was like, okay. Like, there's, like, a couple people around me. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen in this match. And I see Marco take a piece of tape and a blade and put it, like, right behind where I was standing. And I was like, what's about to happen? Because, like, <laughs> people weren't blading and stuff up to this point. Like, there had been no death matches. The closest thing was uh, Righteous Jesse and Bright Eisen had, like a, like, a heated match where they used a fork. You know, but, like, that was pretty much it in a stapler. But, like, so anyway, long story short, before I know it, Marco's where I'm at. Marco's gushing. He's my I'm wearing sandals and like his blood or his blood's on my feet. I'm just like, man, this is crazy. But it's so funny that I bring that matchup every single time it gets brought up. The first thing out of everyone's mouth is that was one with the bell shot, right? Infamy, <laughs> baby. We 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 asked Kevin Koo about that, or J- Jensen asked about it because this is yeah. you know lore in the the southeast scene. So uh, mm-hmm. yes, Ke- Kevin Koo explained what what went down with that bell shot, but that is hilarious. It's like the the bell shot match. Brandon yeah. knew it right off the top. He's like, yeah, that's that's the match. Yeah, man. Like, see, I don't know if you I'm sure you've met Cabana Man Dan quite a few times. Nice, I love the dude, man. Yeah, poor CMD. That was brutal. That was brutal. Like, yeah, man. 
Um, <laughs> I miss the basement East. I, it, it's too bad. Uh, Q was telling us that SUP is having a hard time locking down venues right now because I guess like Live Nation owns a lot of the places that they would be running and. You know, right. I know that you can you can sympathize as a promoter, like when that kind of stuff, you know, you got to find venues. That's that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a big headache. <laughs> so when you find a good venue, take care of it for sure. Will, will you be in uh, Atlanta or like Chattanooga anytime soon? Um, I'm taking the. Let's see, when am I going to be in Atlanta or Chattanooga? What is today? July. The Timothy Thatcher seminar is next in Chattanooga, I think. SCI weekend. I think I'll be up yeah. there for that. I was gonna ask if you'll be up for SCI. I'm yeah. hoping to get up there for at least part of that. Like that's a yeah. great um for people who who may not know or you're anywhere like near Chattanooga, highly recommend checking those out. And that's like a just like a charity thing too that they do uh for that. And that that's that's like my favorite tournament every year. So that's yeah, that's SCI fun. weekend's fun. Yeah. SCI prom. Don't know if they'll do that again. I remember <laughs> there was one year Nick Gage was at SCI and he went to SCI prom afterwards. And for people who don't know, SCI Prom is basically just like it's like a weird karaoke like kind of <laughs> celebration. Like it's it's very hard to explain. But now I remember Nick Gage standing around at this thing and like tweeting through it. He was like, "What the hell is going on in this place? Like, where am I right now?" Um, but yeah, fun fun times. Chattanooga. Hey, Nick Gage is awesome, man. Like meeting him at the GCW shows, man. Like. That's another guy I'd only heard of, seen on TV, blah, blah, blah. But, man, nicest guy you'll ever meet and, like, talks to you and doesn't just, like, talk to you by passing by. He'll, like, actually talk to you, and it seems like he means it. I think he means it. But, uh, yeah, good dude, man. Is, is he someone you'd want to wrestle? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> if I get back to my backyard days, then I'll break that back out and wrestle Nick Gage. So so I was going to say, when you mentioned you did backyard wrestling and now you're, you're more of a, of a technical guy, and everything nick gage is actually like he king of the death match and everything right. he's like a big bret hart fan and like loves the technical yeah. <laughs> wrestling stuff so you can do like a two match series you can do a technical wrestling match and then you can go into his environment and do like a death match it'll be a submissions match and then i have to do the death match for the fucking payout man you there know? we go there we go see i just booked this uh, somebody I give did. me a fee and somebody book this right call brett right now we're gonna make money That's right him. <laughs> oh, one other guy I wanted to ask you about real quick as we kind of wrap up who's doing uh he's, he's done great work in New South all, and he's you know doing great work all over the place is Adam Priest. Um oh, yeah. can you just uh kind of speak to to Priest a little bit? I mean I even see him here at Battle Slam. He's become a legend at Battle Slam yeah. here in Atlanta, man. So like he uh yeah, what's what's it like kind of working, you know, I know you've wrestled the guy and yeah. you know you 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 uh yeah any just thoughts on adam priest because he's really blowing up and he ought to wrestle uh blake christian the night before you yeah that's right uh i wrestled have i wrestled adam once and i think that was like my 16th match ever uh wow. years back because i've only wrestled over probably about 130 matches maybe um but yeah adam's got a motor that dude can go um and i've seen him uh for like the past five or six years you know wrestling the local shows to getting to where the level he is at now and that's just through consistent work and hard work and that dude gets it 100 percent. He, he'll be signed one day too i really do think so man and probably hopefully soon you know yeah i killed agree GCW, man sorry what's that he killed it at gcw him and blake christian great man absolutely i love the psychology in that too where he like yeah. hit him with that ddt before the bell and i was and yeah. 
and like and he had him with that that pile drive went up for that alabama jam and i was like oh my god he's gonna get him that's Um, the thing it's it's so smart with psychology man just like coming up with stuff like that to do it's just like man i wish i would have thought of that (laughs) so well you know what i mean well, and I mean, I love when guys like, I mean, well, anyone, like, I mean, like Derek Neal, another good example, like guys who can just like get over like basic stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, like a DDT, like Adam Priest hits a DDT. I expect a, I expect a, a three count, but like your average guy hits a DDT. It's just kind of like another move, a transition move, you know? And, and I just think it's really cool when guys like that can like just get the basics over like that. Exactly. Like he doesn't have to do a bunch of crazy, you know, spots to get over. He's naturally just a great wrestler man and, that's and then when he and then when yeah. he does it it's wild like every now and then he'll like jump off the top through a table with a leg right. or something and you're like you just it's like you see it once a year and you're like wow this is crazy you know so exactly. yeah love that dude man <laughs> uh brandon last one for you before, before we let you go uh the coolest thing in your room i hinted to, at this to you yeah. off air because you mentioned that I, these are your words, the nerd cave. That the you nerd cave. Yeah, this yeah. Is like, you, got a, you got a Nexus pillow over there. Is it the Nexus pillow? Oh, yeah, that's a Nexus pillow. <laughs> I got the, the rock uh, Afghan throw over there. Um, this is basically like just everything from my childhood. I don't like to throw away stuff. I'm weird like that. So I keep everything. So uh, somewhere in this room, because I'm not organized whatsoever, um, is the t-shirt from Guilty as Charged 2000 from uh, Just Incredible. His actually shirt he wore to the ring. He threw it out there. I asked the security guard after the show. I said, hey, man, I got to get that t-shirt. And like, he was like this sweaty pile of, you know, t-shirt. He's like, well, there you go, man, because I don't want it. <laughs> so like, I saved that thing from the age of, I guess, 14. And it's somewhere. I had it hanging up at one point. But uh, yeah, the impact players, man, Lance Storm, Don Marie just incredible that's like my prized possession and like the shirt you know what i mean so absolutely love that that's awesome if you find it uh take a picture of it and tag no, us on, on twitter and and we'll we'll make sure to to show it off as well sure. um because that'd be that'd be tremendous uh brandon thank you thank you so much for joining us uh, i know it's a busy weekend for you and so we really appreciate you taking the time time out to to join us here tonight let everybody know where they can find you at uh, Twitter at hook and stretch. Um, but yeah, I don't have an Instagram. I'm an old head. So I'm sticking to Twitter. Um, book me DMS, text me. It don't matter. Do whatever, man. I'm just trying to get out there and, uh, do it while I can, you know what I mean? So thank you guys for taking the time to talk to me. I know I don't do a lot of podcasts. A lot of people don't want to talk to me. So I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, no, no we, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, we, there's actually a lot of y'all over there at New South. We we I got kind of on the list of like people I want or that we've talked to recently. So like y'all y'all doing great stuff, a lot of great talent, and I know you're a big part of that. So like you know, really cool to have you on. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Man. Uh, guys, you can check out um, Brain's information on in the description there. Click that. His his uh, description on Twitter says DM for bookings. So if you are a promoter listening to this, DM for bookings. What are you waiting for? Brandon, again, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight. We're back. Thank you to Brandon Williams for joining us in the creator spotlight, discussing his match against Blake Christian, his time in New South, and a lot more. We really appreciate it. I apologize for that. Um, thank you to Brandon. We appreciate it. Thank you to Wrestle Rumble for sponsoring today's show. Shout out to them. Everyone go to WrestleRumble.com. If you not want a free entry, still sign up. 
doesn't cost much to sign up. I'll either, I'll throw the graphic back up there. There you go. Doesn't cost much to sign up. First place, $500. Second place, $100. Third place, $100. And then mystery prizes for fourth and fifth places. All you got to do is pick them for money in the bank this weekend. That's on Saturday. We'll have plenty of coverage here on Fightful for money in the bank. Guys, thank you as always for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Myself and Jensen talking all the world, all the, all the world of professional wrestling, all the news in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, join us tomorrow on In the Weeds on Fightful Overbooked. We have Casey Navarro, the Warrior Wrestling World Champion. Casey Navarro is on the show tomorrow on In the Weeds. Joel and I will also preview Money in the Bank and I'm sure talk about other stuff that is happening as well. Go to Fightful Overbooked, support all the great contributors that um, do shows over there. We really appreciate their time and commitment to the channel and we'd like to continue to... Uh, compensate them continue to to show them love and help them out uh, as best we can so we appreciate everybody who does show them love by leaving thumbs up by subscribing to the channel by leaving super chats on the channel guys we will be back next week everyone go to fightfulselect.com sign up for five dollars so sean ross app doesn't go poor this man's making trips to london and worried about him going poor sign up to fightful select so i don't go poor sign up to fightful over books subscribe to fightful over books so i don't go poor Sean Rossap doesn't have kids. I got kids, everybody. So sign up to I mean, Fife. I don't get anything off Fifeful Select, select, but do that. Still sign up. Support Fifeful Overbook, though. That's how I don't go poor. All right. Support Fifeful Overbook. Go to Fifeful.com. Click on all the articles. I don't get paid per click, but it helps. So click on all the articles just a million times on Fifeful.com. That's helpful to me. So I don't go poor. Not worry about Sean Rossap. I got kids, everyone. I have kids. Thank you, as always, to everybody. Thank you to Jensen. Thank you to Brandon Williams. We'll be back next week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.